This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Undisputed. We're so glad you're with us today. I'm Jen Hale. That is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, guys. Are Good we morning. ready? Good morning, Jen. How are you today? I don't care whether it's Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew. I don't care if you play quarterback for the Eagles. We are going to win this game. Book it. But here's the Book it. I what did I tell you last week? I said if you lose to Jacksonville, you're going to render your win on Saturday move. Mm. Well, we got to get back on the horse and ride it. And we're going to ride all over those. Y'all Eagles. just got bucked off. Hello? Yeah. You know, we, we didn't get bucked off. You got bucked we off. We lost in overtime. To the Jags. Come on. To the Jags. We put up 34. A team that got a swimming pool in their stadium. Yeah. You know what? They're pretty good. And you see that mascot? Yeah. He be yeah. out there skinny dipping. Okay. He yeah. skinny dipped on and y'all. Here they come. <laughs> they skinny dipped on y'all, Skip. Right, you ought to be ashamed right. of yourself. Yeah, You're not. Let's Cowboy dive into this topic first, guys. It's an important one. Jalen Hurts, yes, indeed, a sprained throwing shoulder. However, gentlemen, the Eagles not counting him out on Christmas Eve against Skip's Cowboys. Yesterday, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni and Hurts both talked to reporters. Take a listen what they had to say. I don't put anything past Jalen Hurts um, as far as his mental and physical toughness. So there's a chance he could play this week. And so um, he is one of the toughest guys I know. Um, and... He heals fast. Are you able to throw right now, Jalen? And yeah. test it out. You, From your perspective, do you think you have a chance to play on Saturday? Definitely a chance. Um, taking it day by day, though. You know, I, everybody knows that I'm dealing with something. I think that's pretty public. Is out there. Um, I'm not one to really talk about myself. You know, obviously being a quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, you you can't run from that. Eagles playing their cards close to the vest. Shannon, what do you think? Is there a chance he actually plays this weekend? You heard he said there's a chance. Ain't no way he will. Sure, there's a chance he'll play. Do I believe he'll play? I think that's the question. No, I do not believe he'll play because the reward doesn't outweigh the risk. So So what's the reward? We beat the Dallas Cowboys, Skip. We get home field throughout the playoffs. What good is that home field throughout the playoffs if you get Jalen Hurts nicked and he's only 50% in the playoffs. You're not winning with anything less than 100% Jalen Hurts come playoff time. And I think the Eagles understand that. So the reward isn't worth the risk of putting him out there. And because you got one day shorter than you normally would if it was a normal week. You normally play on a Sunday, you're playing on a Saturday. So I get the gamesmanship. Let's say he's going to play. And you notice when they ask him, can he throw? He was very like, mm-hmm. no, you're not throwing. If, you, if he has a sprained AC joint, which they said he does, and I believe that he does. He's not throwing today. He ain't throw. He ain't picked up a football since he, that injury. Since the, excuse me, since the game. So I get all the gamesmanship. Hey, let's put it out there that potentially he could play. That's something the Cowboys would have to like prepare for, and the Cowboys should prepare. I'm gonna look at some game tape. I'm gonna see what Garner Minshew does well. I'm gonna see what he doesn't do well. I'm gonna try to put him in that ballpark where he doesn't do those things well. We're gonna try to keep him there and not where his strengths are. So, but I get all of that, Skip. But I don't believe. I do not believe that he's going to play on Saturday because I don't believe the reward of being uh, clinching the division, having the number one seed throughout the playoffs, 
is more important than having a Jalen Hurts. I'd rather have a healthy Jalen Hurts and not have home field than an injured Jalen Hurts and have home field advantage. Because if you if he's injured, Skip, anybody can go in there and beat him. And I know they have a great team, but you need that guy. There's a reason why you're, what, 13-1, and 14-1, and whatever the record is, 13-1. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you have that record, because that guy has been playing at an MVP level. Yep. If he can't play at that level, it's going to be hard for me to see them getting out, of the, getting out of the NFC. So I don't believe he played. Is there a chance he could play? Yes. Do I believe he's going to play? Absolutely not. Okay. I hope. You are correct that he does not play because I do not want to see Jalen Hurts on Saturday afternoon at Jerry World. You just told me at the top of the show, you don't care if Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew, I don't care if you play quarterback. Okay, well, this was the first time I've ever disagreed with Mayo Micah Parsons. I, I told you the day he uttered those words about Jalen Hurts, he is the system to me. It's yeah, not a product of he is the system. He gives them a way, 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 way better chance. I can't even believe I'm acknowledging this, but way better chance than Gardner Minshew. And I have some respect for Gardner Minshew, who, by the way, had to go to Mike Leach's funeral yesterday. So he also missed practice. So that sets him a day back on a short week because they're going to play on Saturday as opposed to Sunday. Right. But back to Jalen Hurts. Oh, that's right. That is right. Yeah, uh, yeah it's Tuesday. They had a, so Tuesday. So they a had a Tuesday thing going. On. You know, yeah. they had to do yeah. something. I think they just walked. Walked but, through. But whatever. They did have to show up and go through yes. the motions. Mm-hmm. Whatever. All right. I'm the biggest Jalen Hurts fan. I, I believe in this young man with heart and soul. I tweeted, as I've told you before, the second they stole him in the second round, I said he's the future. You he's, said it. He, he's already better right here, right now, than Carson Wentz will ever be because of his leadership intangibles. Okay. And I do believe he's changed life in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And I would love to see him win the MVP, but we're going to get to that in a yeah. few minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's where I'm lost. Here's where I am mystified. Yes, he got hurt. But what shocked me was how big a deal they made out of it after the game when they didn't really need to make a big deal out of it. In fact, given what happened in that game at Chicago, if nobody had said a peep about what happened to his shoulder, I don't think we'd even we wouldn't know enough to know because. What, what I want to demonstrate is it didn't affect him at all during the football game right. because it's football and it's a physical football team on the, that's the frozen tundra. Right. You right. can have Green Bay, but this, this thing is frozen <laughs> up there and it was windshield way down below zero. But can I ask you a question? Because I wasn't yeah. watching this game. Did he leave the field and go to the locker room at any point no. in time during that game? He did not. Okay. He didn't even go in the tent, huh? No, he didn't, even, well, he didn't come out of the game because right. let me show you what started happening. On this same drive, okay, so it's 113 left okay. in the third quarter. Okay. The score is 17 to 13 Philly, so Chicago was still hanging right, right in there. Yeah. Okay, so he goes down with the injury, and then let's see what happened on the very next play after that. This is the very next play. He has no problem. He drops strike, right back, and he throws to Devontae for eight yards, okay? And then here's the very next play after that. He throws it to A.J. for 12 yards, and then the couple plays pass, and then he's going to run this ball for five yards. So he's he's not afraid to take off and run and subject himself to some kind of punishment just in case. And then here we go again. This is a fourth and three play, and he runs again and gets – he got hit. He he got hit, right? And then here we go again. We got another throw to A.J. for six. 
and that's the end of, of that sequence here. And then here we go in the next drive. We got a run for one. I'm sorry, we threw it to Quez for one, and then I think I'm losing track here. This is Quez for three, and now we get the, the big shot down the field. This is in the next drive. This is 68 yards to A.J., and I don't know. He didn't have any diminished arm strength. It still looked pretty good to me. And then they get it down, and who scores the touchdown? Jalen does on a quarterback sneak. Okay. okay so he's not, you know, he's not threatened by his shoulder. And then this is they go for two here, and he goes off tackle, and and he's risking again getting hit hard. Right. And he runs it in for the two point conversion, and that made it twenty five to thirteen. My my point to you is. It, it, it didn't seem to, to phase him at all right. as in, well, I can't do this or I can't do that. I need to start handing it off right. it, it, to, to Miles. You know, like, no, no, he, he didn't do that at all. They just kept on keeping on because that drive kept on going after he hurt his shoulder. They ran one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine more plays and got it down for a chip shot field goal, and, and they missed the field goal, right. 38 yards. But my point is – and I'm not saying he wasn't hurt because yeah. he clearly was hurt. Yeah. He was stung. Yeah, I think the drilling okay. is going, Skip, in okay. that situation. All right. He, here's, here's my take on this. And, and forgive me, I, obviously, I didn't play the game. You played at the very highest level. But as you know, I'm a psycho exercise right. maniac. And I have not missed a day of working out since May of 1998. And before that, it was a long stretch, too because it's just who I am and what I do. Okay. But I've had four surgeries in that time, three on my knees and one on rip my biceps right. tendon. Okay, so what, what have I found out? I think you, you're, you're very good at the perspective on this. The four times I needed surgery, I got stopped in the middle of exercise where I got shut down because that went, right. the knee went, or my shoulder just went, and I had to say, uh-oh, I'm in trouble okay. because I was injured. Right. But... I can't, I've had a thousand injuries. I've been going through a hamstring thing over the last three weeks. But if, if it comes after, like I, I told Ernestine, I was, Sunday's my hard run. It was three weeks ago. And it, during the NFL day, as we're watching all the games, my hamstring started bothering me. I said, where did this come from? But it didn't bother me during my run. So right. I was saying, I'm going to be okay right. because I'm hurt, but I'm not injured. Okay. I didn't tear my hamstring. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's faded away over the last couple of weeks where right. I'm okay and I didn't have to address it. Right. My, my point to you is he didn't really need to address this, and I, I give you the adrenaline, but it, it you know and I know if you get injured right. where it is flat-out injured, right. you you got to go to the tent at right. least and then try to figure it out. I, I saw a well if – I wasn't there in 2000. Uh, uh, Brian Greasy on yep. a Monday night, he got injured his AC joint against yep. the Raiders. Uh, and uh, they took him in, he got some medicine in it, and he yep. came back out and he played extremely well. They ended up winning a game because they needed it yep. to get into the playoffs. So I think if, if, I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, you said you're not saying that he's, he's not uh, hurt. You're saying you no, don't understand right. why the Eagles divulged the information got, to begin you, with. You could have just gone right on. Right. And yet, are you are you playing some gamesmanship here? You know, is it? Do, do you want to jack with Dallas just to make them think? Is it going to be Minshew or Jalen? Because they're they're fairly different yeah. in their oh, approaches, yeah. right? Vastly yeah. different. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I I don't know, but I'm stunned that we're making quite such a big deal when the evidence I just showed you, he kept playing a game that they obviously needed to win because there's a lot of marbles on the table right, right now, especially going into Dallas, and I was. I was impressed that they did this because th they needed to go into Dallas with yet another win to get to what are they thirteen and one? Right. Okay. So 
after he banged up his shoulder right. on the turf, got driven into the turf, he goes seven of ten. He, th- he tried ten more passes for 110 yards. That, that's decent. Yeah, I mean, he looked like yeah. Jalen Hurts to yeah. me. He also ran it four more times, right. and he scored a touchdown, and he scored a two-point conversion. So he wasn't he wasn't threatened by saying, yeah, I'll carry the damn ball. Yeah. Let, yeah, just let, let me do yeah. this. So my, my point to you is it wasn't affecting him to me, no. whatsoever. I, no. I don't see. Did, did you see him flinch no. or wince or? But, but there have been times. There have been times, Skip, that I've had things that you know you play through because, like I said, the adrenaline is going. But after that gen- adrenaline re- wears off and you're in the locker room, if you had to summon it back up to go back out there, I'll it ain't happening. That. that ain't happening. All right. And then you're even more sore like uh, uh, Monday and Tuesday. You like? Okay, I got it, and I'm I'm with you. All right. But here's Sirianni on Jalen. He says. He is one of the toughest guys I know, and he heals fast. He is a freak. I will not rule him out, will not put a timetable on him. Let's just see what happens the rest of the week. I, I don't think he's playing games. I think that's straight from his heart. I got 20 bucks that he doesn't play. Okay. Well, you could be right. And, again, <laughs> I hope your 20 bucks is correct because I don't want to have to face it. Right. Especially if he's coming in like he's going to play hero. Let's just say for the sake of argument, you're Nick Sirianni. Mm-hmm. You're 13-1. and one. And you got an opportunity. You're playing the Cowboys. You don't really need this okay. game. You All just right. got to win you, one of the next two, three games, okay. and you're the, the division champs, and, uh, and you got home field throughout. Okay. What are you going to do? Here's what I believe. I'm going to sit down and have a big, long conversation with Jalen. I also want to see him a little bit on Thursday and Friday, try to throw the football a little. I just need to see him throw the foot, toss the football, see how he feels about I don't believe he's going to throw the football without medicine in that okay. arm. All right. The point is this. They are 13-1. and one. Obviously, the Super Bowl means way more to them than any MVP award. Right. But that's not to discount or undercut what the MVP does mean to him and especially to this team. They love this man. They follow this man. And they know he is in position to win the MVP yeah. and that he could close the case by playing against Dallas. Right. And if for whatever reason, you, you know and I know, bodies are just weird. <clears throat> They're mysterious. They're, they're hard to predict. If Jalen by Friday night says, Coach, I, I got to tell you, because he's been icing it all week and you can shoot it if you want to yeah. shoot it. Maybe he doesn't even need to shoot it. But if he says, Coach, I, I'm, a, I'm actually feeling pretty good here, then you say he's got a chance to go do something that would propel the team in the offseason. That's go win the MVP. Yeah. It would help morale. It would help. It ain't gonna rocket you think the, you the think the MVP gonna make him more money? No, exactly. No, Lamar, make him more money. Yeah, no. as far as contract, because oh, Lamar Jackson okay. got an MVP on his mantle, and they won't pay he that man. Okay, no, that's a whole nother ball. <laughs> so, okay. so, but here's the thing, though, Skip. I put him out there. Michael Parsons, or Armstrong, or D. Law, okay, dumps him on it. that shoulder. All right. Now, what? No, now explain that to Jeffrey Lurie. Okay, I got you. Although he could get dumped on his shoulder cold just out of nowhere it, it's an injurious game as you know and sometimes it's just bad luck uh, but, uh, right? but skip i believe if you give him an extra week let's just say for the sake of argument you say you know what Jalen, we're going to sit you this week we'll see how it feels next week going into new orleans could be i, I would i would be. roll the dice in that because situation at some point you're going to have diminishing returns on how much do you want to risk him at all the rest of the year but it's too early to start thinking about rest no no no, no skip yeah. I, I can't I can't rest in the whole year because if they get home field, you think about it, they wouldn't play a game until the, the, the 22nd, it's the 21st, 22nd. Now you're get, pretty, pretty soon you're going to need to play yes, some football. Yes. And, so, and when you do play some football, 
the risk is going to come back into play right. because wh- whatever What's, it is, what, however banged up it is, it's not going to completely heal until the offseason. No, 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 no. Right. But, but, but I would like for it to, to get closer to being 100% because I don't think he's anywhere close to 100%. And so for me, I would take it. I would sit this one out. I would see how he feels next week. I'm more in line to let him go next week. And I would let him play a half the following week against uh, the Giants. I think they play the Giants. The Giants at Skip, home. I cannot let this they, man. They got the Saints and the Giants. I cannot there. let this man go three weeks or damn near you a cannot. month without throwing the football. You, you I'm cannot. not playing in a meaningful game. I just can't. Okay. Everybody heals differently. So, again, I'm pretty sure Jalen's going to go to him on Friday. If I know Jalen the way I think I do, I think he'll go to him and say, I, I am good to go because that's just who he is. Yeah. Okay, now you're going to have to Protect save him from himself, okay? Mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. That's, if that's where you want to go, if, if you believe there, there's 25% risk or whatever you think, then, then you, should, you should back him off and right. say no. But, but again, I, I do think this game is, in the big picture, important to the Eagles because you need to roll into the play. You don't want to go to Dallas – and get trumped. You, you don't want to get run off the field by Dallas and start to wonder, are, are we or aren't we? Well, I think we the are. thing is, Skip, when, when you – most teams, when they outline what they want to hope for, they say we want to win the division. Because if I win the division, I'm automatically in the playoffs, I get a home field. Yeah. I get a home, at least one home game. Now there's okay. I would like to have the best record because I want home field throughout. It used to you get two buys. Now you only get one. Yeah. I want that. So beating, I can assure you, nobody had on the schedule, we want to sweep the Cowboys, we want to sweep Washington, we want to sweep the Giants. No, we want to win the division. That means we get a home game. We're the division champs, and now we'll start playing for other things. Let's get home field throughout. Yep. Let's try to, you know, whatever the other awards, I mean, I'm sure Jalen Hurts, like, on this thing, like, hey, I'd like to be, win the MVP. But, hey, I want to make a pro, but all, all those things. But the division, home field throughout, let's get to a Super okay, Bowl. I, I got it. How many times is Jalen going to be in position to win an MVP? I have not no a, idea. No. But probably not that right. many because right. it's just it's just rare. It, it, yeah. you, you have to have one of those magical seasons where it all falls right in together. Mm-hmm. And and what he's got going for him, he does not have Patrick's numbers. We're going to get deeper into this mm-hmm. in just mm-hmm. a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But I, it's hard to compete with Patrick in that offense on numbers because that's just what right. he is going to put up. Star Wars numbers. Yeah. But what you what you got going right now is that you were nine and eight last year and yeah. eked into the back door of the playoffs, and all of a sudden you've gone thirteen and one. That's how you win an MVP. Well, next year you can't top thirteen and one because you, right. you just won't be. Right. I don't think you, you, right. right. And so it's going to be hard harder to argue his numbers for MVP next year as opposed to this. Because one. what happens is is you always get compared to your best season. Yeah. So this is his best season. He but they might have a better team record. Skip who's who's to say they might be 15, 15 and two or, six, or, or whatever it might be. Yeah. But it's like he ain't played like he played last year. That is correct. Yeah, because right. it's all fresh. Right. It's all new. And you're saying, wait a second, he scored 13 rush touchdowns. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's one short of Jamal Williams, who leads the league at right. 14, who's a running back. Right. right? And, so, and so that's the thing. And see, that's what happened with Mahomes. Like you said, we talk about him that his his first four years starting, he goes 5,050 touchdowns. So anything that comes after that, people are like, what? Well, that ain't. I mean, he throws 37 touchdowns and four and 4,800 yards. Well, he kind of off, off. He follows that up. Okay. Remember the MVP? Uh, uh, he follows the MVP season up. He lost to uh, Rodgers. He throws for like 4,900 yards and 38 touchdowns okay. with six picks. All right. So here's the Dallas side of this. The psychology from my side of the right. table for my team. Right. 
I believe they have been spoiling for this for s- since that night in Philadelphia right. when they lost. And I remind you, that's Cooper Rush at quarterback. Right. They got their backup in against Jalen Hurts, and he scores 17 unanswered mm-hmm. to get them back to 20 to 17 early fourth. I think there's maybe 10 minutes left in yeah. the game. Yes. And then Jalen took it over on a long drive for a touchdown that put the game away. Correct. So ultimately, my defense fought, 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 and then broke at, at the end. They've been wanting to get even with Jalen for, for low these many weeks. And to this point, I, I believe they are prepared to explode on the Eagles and on Jalen on Saturday at Jerry World. But that's on Jalen. The, the other point that Sirianni has to consider is if, if you throw Gardner Minshew into the mix, I think it takes a little heart out of my team. If They've been doing this all year where they play down to the level right. of the competition. And I think that they'll have some – part of their psyche that'll be like, oh, God, okay, we got this, right? We got this. It's Gardner Minshew. But think about this, Skip. They turned you over with Cooper Rush, who's very conservative with the football. He he was. Now, imagine Dak Prescott and his ultra-aggressiveness that puts the ball in harm's way a lot more than Cooper Rush did, and they turned Cooper Rush over like they did. So let's get – They turned him over twice in the second quarter. One pass, and I can't remember who was two. Gallup wasn't back yet, was he? I, it the one was, that got, got pushed up in there by Bradbury? It, it hit him in the hands, but it got tipped up yeah. in the air, and it fell to um, who, the kid who's out now. Oh, yeah, uh, Gardner Johnson. Gardner Johnson. Right. Okay. It, it was one of those bad bounces right. that went right to yeah. him. Okay, so that's the first one, and it's kind of a 50-50. Right. It's, it's probably a bad idea, but you didn't get away with it. Mm-hmm. And the other one was just it, – it's, it's the other pickpocket over yeah, there on the, the other side, and big play Slay just – Slayed him. Yeah. Yeah, because so, he cut right across. Okay, and then after that, Cooper settled up because it was Sunday night football, yes. big game. But anyway, he settled back down. And if you look at what he did over the next quarter right. and a half, he, he was pretty good. Right. He, he was kind of having his way. Scored 17 on it. But he's conservative okay, because he's conservative. he knows okay, that. I, I got it. I but, got it. But that doesn't. that's not that style of play. Okay, we lead the league in taking the ball away. They are second in the league, and it, their turnover differential is a little better than ours. They don't give it away, they but they take it away. away. You guys give it away, and you take we, it away. <laughs> lately, especially, we've done both, but we're still second in turnover right. ratio. Right. So I'm hanging on to that. Because you built up such a big, you built up such a big lead. Because when uh, Cooper Rush was playing, yeah. you weren't turning no. it over, but you no. were getting turnovers. We were getting turnovers. But, but Dak has been taken away from your turnover basket and putting it in here. Weird, quick point. <laughs> We'll get more into this later, but I, I was looking at this last night. My defense played so much better for Cooper Rush than it has for Dak Prescott. It Is it because you kind of relax yep. mentally yep. and you say, yep. well, he's going to score, do. You we're going to be okay, you right? Do. You do. It, I mean, it, you don't mean to, but you just do. I guess that's what's happening. Guys, back to Jalen Hurts. He's on pace for 4,000 passing yards, 800 rushing yards. If he was able to keep that up, he'd be the first franchise quarterback in Eagles history to get that. Mm. We'll see what happens this weekend, Skip. He might get Everybody that next year, but the MVP sure. might not be attached to it. Mm. All right, gentlemen, coming up, Aaron Rodgers, do you think he's losing control of the Packers? This? This, yeah, Tom yeah. Brady just hints that hmm, maybe he hasn't been healthy this season. Really? That and more coming That's up next on Undisputed. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. 
The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. And I won't back down. A new article in The Athletic details how intricate Aaron Rodgers' hand signals are and how many new receivers to the team are expected to learn the system on the fly. According to several name sources, including Randall Cobb, Jordan Love, Romeo Dobbs, none of these signals are written down, and Rodgers quizzes receivers every Saturday. Now, Rodgers responded on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, calling the article, quote, by far the dumbest nothing burger article. It's not like there's that many signals. It's not hard at all. The fact that this is made into a story, it's the most ridiculous nothing story that I've read the entire year, and that's saying a lot. All right, Shannon, weigh in here. Do you believe Aaron, or do you believe the athletic report? So let me get this straight. Should I believe a proven liar or former and current players that's willing to go on the record. Mm. Randall Cobb is his best friend. He was in Randall Cobb's wedding as the best man. Randall Cobb's on the record. Romeo Dobbs, Robert Tanyan, Amari Rogers, Sammy Watkins, Kalen Hill, Equinemius St. Brown, Jordan Love, Chris Blair, Sean Bryant, mm. Jay Steinberg. So who should I believe? A guy that's a proven liar. If Aaron Rodgers came to me right now, say, Shannon, don't go outside. The sky is falling. I'm a dead mofo because the sky going to drop on my head. <laughs> Because I don't believe anything he says. Yep. There's a reason why. Think about it. Christian uh, uh, Watson did score his first touchdown to week 10. During Rodgers' era, tw- 2008 to 2021, the Packers have drafted six receivers in the first four rounds. Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, Ty Montgomery, Jawan Moore, and Lamar Rodgers. Those receivers were finished their rookie season. 27 targets, 19 receptions, 231 receiving yards, and 1.3 touchdown receptions. You take the other teams. 31 teams that have drafted receivers in the same one, 219 receivers. They almost doubled them in targets, almost doubled them in yards, almost doubled them in, rece- in receptions, mm. and, du- and doubled them in touchdowns. Now, Rodgers doing that tenure skip at no worst mm. was the third or fourth. So if you take Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. So that's the four best quarterbacks. Ain't no way those receivers supposed to uh, uh, struggle like that. Mm. Considering... Those 219 receivers wasn't all on Tom, uh, on Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees' team. Mm-mm. They said it. I got to uh, 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 know hand signals that we don't practice. Only he knows. Mm. What? 
Skip, everybody has hand signals, yeah, but we do. go over them. Sometimes we be in meeting and uh, a cool with us. So what is this? Mm -hmm. You know, what is that? What is this? What is this? Gary, uh, offensive coordinator. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Skip, what is this? Yep. What is this? Yep. Well, you better. Yes. <laughs> right. But Skip, how am I going to know the hand signals if we don't practice them if nobody told us what they are? And now he gets upset because, again, yeah, Skip, they're not that hard for you because you know them, dum-dum. Hey, Skip, why don't you do me a favor? Mm. Go to the store. Huh? Yeah, go to the store. Get me something. What you want? Nah, just get it. What? Man, get me some. That's him. Know the hand signals. Well, teach them to me. Nah, we don't do that. Mm. Because receivers go to... I've never heard that before in my life, Skip. Mm. So, you're not going to teach it because you might get released. Yep. And if you get released, you might go somebody else somewhere else and tell us our hand signals. Yep. Really? So now he's mad at the article. Well, you're going to be mad at all these guys that went on the record and said that's the case. We yep. don't practice. We don't talk about them. They're hard to learn. Mm -hmm. That's why now, once you, be, once you get the hang of it, we see Christian Watson, even though he blew that play the other night, he's taken off. You see that? We saw De now Devontae Adams. We know what he became. But his rookie year, it was very pedestrian. Mm -hmm. Now, we see these rookies now. Look at Jamar Chase. Look at Jefferson. Look at these guys come in now. And they just blow the roof off. So I, I don't believe, I don't believe, I, be, I believe everything that was written in this article, I believe it. Because guess what? Ain't no sources saying, or this here says, no. these guys got their name on it. Mm -hmm. They got eight, nine guys that got their names on it. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm going to believe Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's a nothing burger. That's nothing. The, the signals are not hard and yada, yada, yada. Man, please. Mm. It is what it is. And he said, uh, uh, what's so crazy, all the coaches don't even know them. Blair said, it's really a thing where you have to learn from watching Rodgers in practice and asking the best. Mm. Just imagine if you had to learn the plays. Now they didn't put the plays up on the big on the board, Skip, so you could see them and they talk to you. You got a, a, a Aaron. What's, uh, what? Aaron, I mean, uh, Greg, Jordy, what? Huh? Mm -hmm. This is the most ridiculous. That might explain why they don't have the success that they need to have come playoff time because the hand signals. And things of that nature. Everybody else practices those, but oh, too school, too cool for school. Mm, yeah. We don't practice anything. We know we are. We I'm the smartest guy. You know I'm I'm Einstein the quarterback. Yep. And look what it. Man, this is, I've never heard when I was reading. Skip, I ain't never heard anything like this before in my life. Never ever. Mm. Never ever have I heard hand signals we don't practice. You just gotta learn them, or you gotta ask the vets. Right. Yeah. To your point. Everybody has hand signals. Yes. This is yes. some uncommon practice. No, no, yeah. no. Because a lot of times, Skip, if we're in two minutes, we, you, you see them. You, you see everybody to. doing this. You, you have to. And you know what I'm saying? Everybody, you, you know. You, you have no choice. You, you have no You have to have hand This signals. is a hand you, signal. You, you or you to. see them doing this. That right. means something. Right. But I can assure you they've already and, told and, you what that means. You do need to tweak them from week to week right. just in case your opponents are all over them and you don't want to telegraph what you're going to run, right? A, a lot. That's why they got the headset and the yep. defensive signal because Spygate, what were they doing? <laughs> they true. were taping the hand signals. They were. They were taping. The, that's bingo. Thank you for bringing <laughs> that up. Okay. I'm going to frame what I'm about to say with the fact that for six years and three months on this show, since almost day one, probably on day one of this show, I have told you that even when Aaron Rodgers is riding highest, even at his highest MVP levels, he is still the all-time finger-pointing, blame-deflecting right. diva I have ever witnessed in your sport. 
He is the epitome of diva. He, he is above it all. He's too cool for everybody around him. He is the smartest man in the room. And it, it bites him in the butt in the postseason because there's no bond between him and his teammates. No. They don't want to play. It, it, he is as far from Jalen Hurts as you can get. He is the flip side of Jalen Hurts. This Philadelphia team wants to run through the locker room wall for right. Jalen Hurts. And this team in Green Bay, they don't care about Aaron Rodgers. They Rogers want to throw him over the wall. That, that is correct because they know he doesn't really care about them. So let's go back to his first response on the McAfee show. It's by far the dumbest nothing burger article I've read in, in this entire season. He, he says, I won't say in my career because last year there were some of the dumbest articles you could possibly imagine. I don't think you'd ever top the COVID toe Wall Street Journal. Okay, we got to give Aaron one point here because a lot of people, starting with the Wall Street Journal, were wrong about the COVID toe story, right? Okay, yeah. But but did he deceive us about being vaccinated? You better believe he exactly. did. And we were all over him for that, starting with you. Correct. Okay, so now he's saying this was by far the dumbest article. 95% of it is absolute, complete horse bleep. The other 5% is exaggerated nothingness. Okay, what, what he is trying to say is that this signal system has been handed down through the ages in Green Bay and that it was his job as the backup quarterback, as you remember, for three long years right. to Brett Favre, he was supposed to come up with the signals just as he says that now Jordan Love each week is supposed to tweak in new, new signals and conduct the Saturday meeting in which Jordan Love is the one who quizzes who all the, not just right. rookies, but he quizzes everybody. And by the way, if I know Shannon Sharp the way I know Shannon Sharp, when you were a seventh-round rookie, whatever hand signals needed to be learned, you're just going to go figure it out. You are going to learn yeah. them by hook or crook. You're going to quiz vets. You're going to quiz John Elway. John, can you make What's sure that when I they go, understand when they, when they go in, when they said, okay, hand signals, when they give me a hand signal, when they say this, this is a slant. So i like, okay, hand to the chest, Okay, you write slant. it down. Okay, I write it down. Yeah. When I see this, oh, okay. ooh, that's ooh, lying. Okay. That's a slant. And I'll bet you you took it back to your yes! apartment and yes! you looked at yes! it. Then maybe you took it to the hotel the night right. before the game. And you looked at it yes. and said, because you prep your butt yeah, off. Yeah, because I'm looking show. at because like, I need to know, Skip, when he joins that practice, and, and Mike used to have it, we're doing everything by hand signals. There's right. no communication. So we're right. doing everything from the line. Okay. So if I see him do this, I know it's a square out. He does okay. that, it's a comeback. So, I, I okay, I know. Guys asking me, man, what a hey, sharp, sharp, is that that's a comeback. Okay. That's a square out. That's All right. a dig. All right, so then Aaron goes on to say, but listen, every signal that's used in a game is probably used in practice that week. Probably it should it be. It should be. It better be. So, Skip, right? what, what good is practice to play? The plays <laughs> that we use in the game was probably practice in the week. Duh, that's what should happen. That's why you're practicing them. Right, and it looked like. Late in the game on Monday night in Green Bay, right. it, it looked like Christian Watson was a little baffled by what, what this yeah, was. What, yeah. right? yes. well, did Aaron just pull this out of his psyche from three years ago? Yeah. Like, well, this is how we've always done this. You know, I need you to, to change your route to right. this, right? Yes. And yes. We, we, we've seen it several times. I, I don't know, but Christian Watson, it did not compute. And he seems like a bright kid to yes. me, and I, I don't know. He, he's been under fire from Aaron because he dropped the first pass Aaron threw. Never threw. Right? <laughs> he started okay. the 2020 season. I'm not good. Okay. But here we go. Here's the, the pass. And now Aaron is just belittling him and shaming him in ways. Okay, bro. I, he, I got, get, he got the message. Okay. He, he, didn't get, he didn't get it. You ain't got to keep staring him down and, and yeah. nodding your head. Right, right. This is what I despise about Aaron Rodgers. 
This is where Shannon Sharp would have lasted about 15 seconds with Aaron Rodgers because even when you're a rookie, you'd be saying, hey, give me, give me a break here. Yeah, the, biggest game of my, the biggest game of my life was the night, well, at that point in time was the AFC Championship game. And it's third and, it's third and six. Which year? 97. We're okay. th- we, uh, it was the 97 season, so it's early yep. 98. Yep. So we're in 303 River Stadium. Mm-hmm. Mike calls it. All, now, we didn't practice that play. It's not even in the game plan. Okay. So John comes in and John comes in and call all stop. And I'm telling him that ain't in the game plan. It's not in the game plan. He said it is now. Now go get open. He said this in the huddle? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm leaving the huddle. I'm like, John, it's not in the game plan. He's calling the play. John, it's not in the game plan. I'm leaving the huddle. I'm looking. John, it's not in the game plan. He's like, well, go get open. It is now. Go you, get open. You knew what it was. Yeah, but still, we ran the play like 10 weeks earlier. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. We had all this week of practice, and now y'all going to throw a curveball in there. All right. But we had practiced it, Skip. And what happened on the play? Do you remember? I caught a pass, and I got the first down, and we ran out the clock. We won the game. It worked. It it worked. Okay. But, Skip, we had practice. But you were sharp enough, so to speak, that that you you remember. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. But, Skip, but we had practiced it. I knew what all stop meant. I'm just saying it's not in the game plan. Yep. Well, if they don't, pray, you don't practice. The, if you don't pray to say, well, it might be yep. in the game, even though we practice. That's what it should sh- skip. Something that you practice shouldn't it be in the game? <laughs> I would say. And if it's not in the game, if it's not okay. in the game, you shouldn't. You should, I'm, right. I'm confused by him. Okay, so Aaron is trying to say that it's up to Jordan Love to come up with any new additions. And the, the, re, the reason they tweak is because they do release players. A couple of these players quoted had been released by the Packers and are just street free agents. Right. So you don't want them signing with somebody else and saying, well, they always go to this or, or whatever what, it is. You, you need to tweak it. Skip. Right? Guys get, I mean, so what about the defensive player? So Von Miller, when he played, I'm, I'm sure when he played the Rams, he know their defensive signals. He was there for half the year. Yeah. Unless you switch him up a you little bit. You can switch up something, yeah. Skip. You can't, because now you're going to confuse your whole defense. The, all the things that what used to be this is something else. At the end of the day, you still got to stop what I'm doing. You do. I agree. All right. So then Rodgers finishes. It, it's not like there's that many signals. There's some signals in the two-minute, and that was in the two-minute. Okay, minute, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I'll get that's right, cool. You, like you said, you have to have them. He, he says, I think we maybe missed one or two for the entire season. Well, there was one of them for right. sure, right? Yes. And he says, it's not hard at all. The fact that this is made into a story, it's the most ridiculous nothing story I've read the entire year, and that's saying a lot. Okay, so he's saying it's actually Jordan Love who comes up with them, but it sounds like from these quotes over here that on the fly, Aaron will reach back for one that was from two years ago, right. and he'll, he'll just use it in the middle of the game right. expecting guys the, that the, weren't there the, two the years kids, ago to know it. The kids are supposed to suddenly say, oh, you, no, well, you, you don't know because right. you've never even seen that Correct. signal. Well, then don't blame me because I don't even know what you're talking about, Correct. right? Yes. And and they're all saying that that Aaron is expecting them to sort of play up to his cerebral level. Thank you. And, and you Thank can't you. No. because you don't even know what he's talking right. about. Right? No, I mean, the, the likelihood of, of a rookie coming in at the skill, at a wide receiver skip and being at an advanced yep. as an Aaron Rodgers, as a Tom Brady, as a Peyton Manning or Drew Brees, Skip, you're asking an awful lot. His head is already spinning because yep. these guys that's out there on that island, they're going to put hands on you. You're not just running free like you did in college. Mm-hmm. Your just athleticism is, isn't going to get you by because Agreed. those guys on the other side are just as athletic because they're doing what you're doing and they're doing it backwards. 
You ask a DB skill to run as fast as as, as, as a, a Cooper Cup and all these guys I, running forward, I got to do it back like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. She did everything he did, but she did it backwards in heels. So she her did. job was harder. So I agree with that. And now, Skip, yep. you, these guys try to put, I got I to gotta get back. Uh, uh, swim, get back here. Uh, I got to get my deal. Uh, man, what was that hand signal? Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't practice it. Yep. And then he's mad at me because I don't know the hand signal that we didn't practice and you never told me. <laughs> Okay, so just for the record, the story in question in The Athletic, it doesn't even get into hand signals until the 18th paragraph. So it wasn't like some bombshell expose. This is the bottom of the article. But okay? wait, that's what he tries. What he tries to do, Skip, yeah. is that he tries to like go nuclear on that piece. <laughs> so therefore, you like, well, you see, he lost it on that and make it seem that was all what the article was about. And okay. it wasn't like you said. It was so far down there. But he tried to blow the whole article up by going overboard. By saying, it's, a, it's a big nothing burger. <laughs> OK. And final point, I'm just connecting the dots here. This story in The Athletic posted last Friday. Yes. The Packers played on Monday Monday. night and on Monday afternoon in something of a shock. Sammy Watkins got released on game day, which I I don't quite remember that happening before, but whatever. Who knows what the circumstances were? The floor said it was because they need to elevate a running back. I got it. Okay, but who was the first player quoted in this story? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. And I thought, hmm, coincidence? I, I don't know. Right. You know, and Sammy Watkins spoke so glowing because you remember what he said that Aaron Rodgers was on another level than Patrick Mahomes. He did. For somebody to be on another level than Patrick Mahomes, boy, that's saying something. <laughs> well, uh, Sammy's in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, he's back, he back where he was last year this time. <laughs> okay. I'm like, who doesn't Ooh. love a good conspiracy theory? That one got y'all fired up. Uh. Let's try this one on, gentlemen. On the Let's Go podcast this week, Tom Brady opened up about his health and what he's dealt with this season. The Bucks QB said, quote, some years you are challenged a little more physically. You've got to overcome some adversities physically. You know, I took a big shot in my shoulder this year. Did it derail me? No, not at all. And I've dealt with it in the past. Hmm. All right, Shannon, what do you make of this one from Tom Brady? I know Tom Brady about to do this. I know good way. I know good D well. Mm. Tom Brady ain't about to do this. Now you tell me he took a big shot in the shoulder, and you know, but I'm not gonna you well, why you bring that up? Ain't nobody ask you that. Now, this is what I do know. When Tom Brady went and won the Super Bowl, he had a meniscus injury, he ain't mentioned it. Mm. He ain't mentioned nothing about no meniscus. I let was skip. The 20 the, 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 Yeah, the when he won the Super Bowl. Okay, that was a MCL tear. And then he mentioned it. He didn't say a word. Oh, okay. well, why he didn't mention it? Because he won the Super Bowl. Ooh, can you imagine once he got that thing cleaned up and how he going to play next year? Now he playing like some stir fry. It's his shoulder. Now, I want to know what role that shoulder played in those four turnovers. That, I mean, he had the ball out with the left hand. Ain't got nothing to do with the right shoulder. Because I think he's talking about the sneeze hit that he got hit by in Kansas City. Yeah. And I don't in a situation where there's blame, I don't need you talking in third person. Mm. I don't need you talking about the quarterback. I need you to say, ah. Mm. I got to play better. Don't say the quarterback, oh, you can't win the game when the quarterback turns the ball over. Who? Who's the quarterback? Mm. I need to know. Don't talk third person now. Mm-hmm. I need you to say, I need to play better. Okay. I have not played. It's like I know I can play. So don't do that. No, no, no. We're not going to do that, Skip. We're not going to. We're not finna, seem like you're blame deflecting to me. We could see Tom Brady plant that excuse out there. His mm. shoulder. That mm. was, I knew something was wrong with Tom. Ain't no way Tom supposed to play that bad. Mm. But when he playing good, they don't mention nothing about no shoulder. Mm. I don't, hold on. 
When they was in Munich and they beat Seattle, on, yep. on, 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 on megaphone, Clyde Christensen mm-hmm. ain't mentioned nothing about no shoulder. No. Nope. When they had them come from behind drives against uh, uh, who they came back, uh, the uh, Rams yep. and, and, and New Orleans, mm-hmm. I ain't hear nothing about no shoulder. Okay. In the moment, that man looked awful. Two games in a row. <sighs> Ooh, you know that shoulder. I took a big hit. Some, some seasons are more trying than others. No, we're about to do that. Mm. We're going to wear the hat mm. that we haven't played well. And we're not going to set that excuse out there that it's because of something else. We don't do that. Because when you had a torn meniscus, allegedly, you no, didn't. No, it wasn't a torn. It was a torn MCL. Okay, okay. torn MCL? Yes. That's bad, ain't it? I'd say. That's bad. And yeah. he ain't mentioned it. Because he went one of the Super Bowl. So I wonder yeah. why he mentioned the shoulder now. Because <sighs> you just told You said uh, 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 Jalen Hurts, he didn't come out of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why they mentioned that. I, you know what? I still don't. Honestly, I don't. Can you tell me why I, Tom? I'm a little mystified by. Can it. you tell me why Tom Brady mentioned in the shoulder then? And and it looked like Brady's shoulder sort of suffered the same fate that Jalen's did in that game. I don't know. We've been showing the play. Yeah, that was good. Can't see that was so long ago. It was week four. Hammer was a hatchet. Have we shown the play? I didn't watch the monitor. Did we show it? Okay, so he's he gets hit from the blind side. And he goes down. You can see him. He is. He's down, writhing. He's grabbing his right shoulder. Well, what okay. it was, he like. He, how did I miss that? Yep. That's Tom okay. Brady. Tom Brady don't normally miss a well, no, uh, no, a strong side blip. No, no. Wasn't it luxurious? That's me. I think it yeah, was. Yeah. Okay. Just for the record, in that game, Tom Brady went 39 of 52 for 385 yards. Yeah. You can argue it's his best statistical game of the year. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Just in the second half of that game, that, that happened with 5.08 left in yeah. the second quarter. Yeah. In the second half of that game, he went 21 of 28 for 190, one yeah. touchdown and no picks. Obviously, they had fallen behind 21 okay. to 3. So, yeah, 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 so yeah. they fell one, 21 mm-hmm. to 3 mm-hmm. by just before halftime. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. can say empty calories yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's what, that's what okay, I'm about, but about, about but to I'm that. saying it clearly, he did not go to the tent. He did not go to the locker room. He did not get an X-ray, nor did Jalen Hurts. Hold on. Okay, and he kept on keeping on. So, right? so, that, so the, the game that he got the shoulder injured mm-hmm. was statistically his best game of his career of, of that se- of this of season. This season, yes. And so now it's an okay. issue. All right. Okay, I got it. Okay, so his point was. Some years you're challenged a little more physically. You've got to overcome some adversities physically. You know, I, I took a big shot in my shoulder this year. Did it derail me? No, not at Why all. You bring it up I've then? dealt with it in the past. You, you don't need to, but a lot of these quarterbacks bring it up. How many times have we heard about Aaron Rodgers' thumb? I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing. I've heard about it from week one. My thumb, my thumb. Is it better? It's a little better. It's, it's almost all the way better. But it's a little, I had a little setback. Yeah. I've heard about his yeah. thumb the whole time. Yeah, year, right? yeah. And you, and, you, and you creamed him for it. Okay. You're like, why? That's Aaron Rodgers. No, I haven't, no, I haven't one said a word about it. You call him blame defective. Okay. Well, I mean, he's always doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just typical behavior. I, I, I mean, it seems like this excuse-making to me. at It's fine. Okay. Excuse one-on-one. Well, it, I got an injury. That's why I'm playing back. Okay. It, it well could be. But if we look back at his career, remember what happened? The week going into the AFC Championship game following 2017 yes. season, he, he, I don't know what happened. You thought he might have fallen down the stairs, but it was Burkhead. It was some weird handoff where his right. hand got caught. That's what he said. I don't know what happened. I do know this happened, right. where it tore the base of his thumb mm-hmm. open enough that yep. he needed, he said, 12 stitches to close it up. That happened on Wednesday ahead of a, was it a Sunday? I think it was a Sunday game. Sunday. So it was against Jacksonville, who mm-hmm. was then known as Saxonville. And remember, in that game, they fall behind 20 to 10 with nine minutes left in the game. And in the fourth quarter, he throws for 138 and two touchdowns without a pick. 
and they roar back to win the game and go on to win the Super Bowl, right? right? right. Okay. So the, the point is, he did that. Remember Belichick's so it wasn't infamous open heart surgery? It, it wasn't exactly open-heart <laughs> surgery. That okay. might have been the beginning of the end. All right. So here's my point about Tom Brady. And, and again, I'm going to say it one more time to you and everybody else. I don't know him. I've never communicated with him. And I, I have no relationship. And the truth is, I don't particularly like him off the field. I don't. So all I know is what his, what his body of work is on the field. He's never been known as an excuse maker. But to your point, maybe this year he needs he feels like he right. needs to plan an excuse. Right. But that would be the first time in 23 Well, he years. ain't never sent me no jersey. Well, okay. Official uh, he, jersey. He, when he, the ca- that didn't come from him. It did come from him. Baloney. He, you, I mean, he, well, it, it, he said it through you through no, an immediate, he, he, immediate, he, he, intermediary. No, he did not. I know for a fact he did not. But you got it. I got it from somebody else. Yeah, and you probably sent it back to him and had him sign it. I did not send it back. I'm, I'm not that big a fan of his off the – I don't <laughs> like a lot of things. In fact, he, in one of his documentaries, he took a shot at me from the first couple of years when he was in New England saying – that used a clip of me on cold pizza back in the day <laughs> when I didn't jump on the bandwagon because I was the biggest Montana fan before right. him. And I couldn't imagine how this awkward, geeky-looking six-rounder right. who ran the ugliest 40-yard dash I've ever seen could ever get in the ballpark with Joe – cool Joe Montana. Yes. And he did. He did. He, he eclipsed him. Right. He wins his first six Super Bowls with game-winning drives in the fourth quarter overtime. It's hard to do, right. man. Right. And then he goes to the ten. sucking ears. Oh, I thought, right? I, he went no. to ten. I thought you were going to say he went to 10 Super Bowls. No, Bowl. he went to 10. But, but and again, in that one he lost, he threw for 505. That's not that easy to do. No. But he goes <laughs> to the sucking ears in the pandemic. Right. I still can't believe he pulled that off. And they're 7-9 the year before. And all they need to do is clean up their act a little bit because the talent was all sitting right there. Right. And you know the rest of the story. Well, he did play with – I guess it was torn because he came right out here in February to, you know, Dr. Elitrage, Neil Elitrage, and he – it was a total reconstruction of the MCL in February, and he had to rehab and get ready for last year, and we never said a peep about it because he doesn't have to run or jump right. or cut that right. much. Yeah. You've got to be able to yeah. pocket feed a little right. bit. But, but nobody ever said, well, he got all the way back for game one, but he did. But guess what, Skip? Remember? Oh, he's practicing – Without the brace. For the first time in his I career, he was practicing without a brace. He brought that to our attention. He did. He, he did, did that. Okay. All right. He has become more of a social media mogul in the last two years <laughs> than he ever was before. And I don't love him on social media because it's all like lame, cliched, <laughs> like corny. It's it's like total corny to me. But whatever. The the point is, you could be right. Maybe he's planning a little tiny excuse. He hadn't harped on it or anything. Right. And, and he's making the point, did it derail me? No, not at all. But he did make the point, I got banged up. Okay? The, the point of this is that the, the weird part about this year is, you, you said, well, he's played bad, bad, bad. And it, it, the results have been bad, bad, bad. But, but the point is, the, the weird part about his career is, that first year with the sucking ears, that Monday night game against the rival Saints? Yeah. It was. You mean it, Sunday night game? I mean, Sunday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was horrendous. Yeah. Remember, he had a QBR right. of four, and he threw three interceptions yes. without a, a touchdown pass. Yes. I, that, that has to be the worst game of his career. And they went on and won the Super Bowl. But, Skip, I just think the thing is, when you look at his body of work, we have never seen Tom no, Brady not, play a not, stretch of football t- t- uh, like, like this season. Top He's had a game. Top He's had bottom. a game here or yeah. a game there, but not the stretch, not the totality I of agree. what we've seen this year. Okay, I agree. But then remember last year, in December, like about this time, it was about this yeah. late in the year, 
they play another Sunday night game, or is it Monday? Sunday night mm-hmm. against New Orleans right. again. The, his nine three game, right? Said, no, nothing. Oh, it'll be thirty eight nothing. Thirty eight nothing. No, 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 nine to nothing. Yeah, nine to nothing. Nine to nothing. Thirty eight three was the first year. It was year. when Chris Godwin got yeah. hurt and Brady went over there. Yeah, and yeah. Is, is we yelling at Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen, <laughs> like out of his mind. Yeah. But but he gets shut out at home. Yes. On the big national stage, mm-hmm. and somehow he picks himself out of, up out of the dirt, and, right. and they go on and they. They pushed the Rams to the brink, and the right. Rams went on and won the Super Bowl. Right. Okay, so my, my point here is he doesn't have a reputation for like Aaron does of right. making excuses because I don't know of him making excuses before this one. Right, right? no, I, Skip, and I agree with you, but we've never seen a guy be here and then come to here because he, this is very, Skip, by, I mean, by, 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 by his, by being Tom Brady, if we're just measuring him by Tom Brady, this is stepping off a cliff. Now, some other quarterback, they, they'd be happy to have this, but they hadn't scaled the heights because so we can only measure him by a younger him. Okay. That's what great. Skip, if you'd measure Michael by somebody else, even when he was in Washington, yep. you're like, okay, that ain't bad. But when you measure him by Michael or you measure Kobe by Kobe when he was younger, you look at the last couple of years. And so that's why people look at LeBron. It's like, how is he doing this? Because if you look at him, he's on his career average in year 20. Okay. And nobody else has ever done that. So if we just measure him, and that's what you must do with greats. You can't measure them by somebody else. You measure them by them younger selves. And so by looking at it like that, he hasn't played well this year. Okay, I got it. Do you see decline in his ability? No, I just, I just think the thing is, as we get older, Skip, we can't summon it up like we once could. We can have a game here or a game there. But the consistency, we need more and more. You keep hearing say, they, they, he needs a speed receiver. He needs more help on the offensive line. So you start to need more and more where the thing what made you Tom Brady is that you did it with less and less. Okay. He took guys from Dorchester. He took guys from Southie no, and made didn't. it work. Okay. Well, unfortunately, he's got blocking for him right now. Three guys from Sarasota, right? right. Yeah. And and the offensive line has been a mess for him. And it's not. I, I don't know if Christian Worst can play at Arizona on right. Christmas, Christmas Day. night. Day. Day. Well, it'll be night. It'll be night because they're, they're the third. They're the final game. They play after the okay. Broncos. All right. So I'm going to throw one last detail. Okay. Okay. I did this on my podcast last week, so I might as well bring it up on the show because okay. I made it public. But I got a text last. I'm losing track. Maybe last Tuesday, about a week ago. Okay. Here because yes, I, I taped it on Wednesday of a week ago. Okay. I got a text from a high placed NFL source that you know, but I, I'm not going to say because I got to protect him, but right. he is very plugged in at Tampa. And he said that internally they don't believe Brady is the problem, that they badly want him to come back if they can right the ship next year and right. clean it up and, and do, shore up the offensive line. Right. Because they still believe. If you give him just one more second of time, because he's going to dirt ball right. it if you don't, if you give him one more second, they believe, and this is the quote I got, the internal belief he's as good as 99% of the quarterbacks right. in this league. Well, they're, they're looking at what didn't happen with the receivers because they can't replace Gronk, and they did believe Gronk. They, they were hoping against hope yeah. he would come back come on back. November 1st, and you first guessed it and said he's done, and you were correct. Right. Brady dearly misses him because it's Kate. It, it, speaking of Aaron and rookies, right. he's trying to throw to Kate Otten for the most part right. as his rookie, or Co Keith, the other co rookie tight end, right? right? Mm-hmm. And they, they, AB was a big deal to Tom Brady because he loved him and right. he trusted him and he was targeting him more than anybody. Right. Well, he he recruited Julio to come and you first guessed it. 
he will not be able to stay healthy, and voila, he has not right. stayed healthy, and he missed the game Sunday, but right? See, but see, here's the thing. All right. What Tampa is telling you and the source is telling you is that Brady needs more and more okay, just to do what he used right. to do routinely. Okay, you, you could be right because he's not able to take three guys from Sarasota as receiver anymore. Skip, we yeah. see that with LeBron. Yeah. You remember how LeBron used to take guys in Cleveland? He how did. LeBron used to take anybody no, and did. win a game no, and did. get to the NBA Finals? No, that's true. And to your point – as well as he's playing, and for that matter, as well as AD has been playing, every game goes to the, the wire. wire. And I'm like, what is that about? Mate, 50, one give, guy give you 55, 17, the other guy give you 33, 9, and 6, and guess what? With two minutes left in the ball game, it's a three, four-point ball game. How? Yeah. I mean, I watched Denver last night pretty much blow out Memphis. Right. Memphis is really good, right. but Denver was cooking yeah. last night. Right. Well, th- they have firepower, and if they're right, they're right, and, and they look, can blow you out. And Skip, and Jokic had a, a, a Monday. I mean, he was 13-13-13 <laughs> after coming off a 40-25-10 game. Uh, that you. just goes to show you the pieces around him. You get an Aaron Gordon. You get a KCP. You get a mm-hmm. Bones Highland. You get guys making shots. Well, LeBron and AD giving you uh, Jamal didn't even play last. Murray night. didn't play last no. night. No, neither did uh, Porter Jr. No, he didn't. He's been out for a while. Y- yeah. Okay. But my point is that it was pretty much a blowout right. from start to finish. Okay. But the Lakers don't do that because, to your point, in which LeBron up to year twenty. Year twenty. Now, year twenty. Well, Brady's in year twenty-three. Three. Okay. There you go. Right. All right. So it, 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 get, it just gets harder as you get older because you need more pieces around you yep. to do what you normally would routinely do. And like people like, oh, my, I cannot believe he won a game with that guy. I can't believe he won a game throwing to that guy. Right. Now guys like Mike Evans, he's like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin isn't good enough. You need even more than that. Yep, I agree. Well, now I have to hope he can't summons it up for one playoff game, maybe against my team, right? I, I don't believe he'll be able to do that. Okay, well, then I'm good. <laughs> I'm huh. you. Now, if Dak turned the ball over three or four times, that's a different ball the game. the NFC South, guys. It is an 8-20 kick on Christmas night. The first time the Bucks have ever appeared on a Christmas Day game, by Ooh. the way. All right, Skip, let's talk about your Cowboys. Could they be without Micah Parsons come their Christmas Eve game? We're going to give Whoa. you the very latest from Dallas up next. <laughs> When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. 
Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Micah Parsons missed yesterday's practice in Dallas, though. Parsons was simply listed as having an illness on the official practice report. Shannon, is Micah still the Cowboys' most important player? No, he's not the most important player. That's that. There's a difference between most important and the best player. Now, I believe he's the best player on their roster, but he's not more important than Dak. Because here's the thing, Skip. Michael Parsons cannot play well enough to overcome if Dak plays really, really bad. But if Michael Parsons plays bad, he doesn't get a sack, doesn't get a hit. If Dak plays great, they can overcome that. Yep. So Michael can't play well enough to overcome if Dak is stinking it up. Mm. So for me, importance, the quarterback touches the ball every single time. Yeah. Good is on his fingertip every single time. Bad is also on his fingertip every single time. Mm. So for me, I think it's abundantly clear. Obviously, Skip, I mean, we, you, we debate about this all the time when we talk about Aaron Donald and Tom Brady, the quarterbacks compared to other positions. A player might be better and not be more valuable. Look at Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner might he be having one of the – he's having the greatest season for a corner, rookie corner, rookie. in NFL history. Yep. He might be having one of the historic seasons for a corner. The guy doesn't even get targeted. He's a rookie. Mm. It doesn't allow a whole bunch of catches when they do target him. Mm. They can't overcome Zach Wilson. Mm. So it's all dependent, uh, dependent on how well Dak is playing. Michael is, is immensely talented. I believe he's the best player on their roster. Top to bottom, regardless of the position, position, he's the best, but he's not more important than Dak Prescott. Mm. Well, as I always say, the most important position <laughs> in all of sports is the hardest position to play in all sports, yes. and it's that position. Correct. And you cannot win without it unless you're the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> and you just need him not to mess it right. up. But, he, and, but what was he, Skip? Down the street was consistent. He was. He didn't Trent, turn to be. By the different. way, once upon a time, he was like the fourth, he was fourth pick, pick in the draft. Fourth pick in the draft. Yeah, no state. Went so, to so don't tell me he's some right. undrafted. And he went to He made a Pro Bowl. Three. He made a Pro Bowl. Okay. So he had ability. Yes. But he was in the right place at the rightest time because yes. your defense, we could make a case. <laughs> I, I don't know what's up Well, there. they did give up 165 points in 16 games. So they figured that out. And they didn't allow a 1,000 yards rush total in 16 games. So they gave about 63 yards rushing and, and per game. By the way, once you got to the postseason, yeah. it was it was laughable yeah. what was about to they happen. They gave up 23 total points in four games, and one of them was a kick return touchdown. So they gave up about 16 points. And the kick game. return was in the, the Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. The Giants yeah, ran it, it back. Mm -hmm. They ran it back, and that's about and all. And then we turned around and ran one back against you them. You did. You did. And, and it was a wipeout, man. It, it was. Just, it, 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 wasn't wasn't it wasn't close. No, it wasn't close. Okay, so we agree on that point. But to me, Micah changed life in Dallas just in presence, in aura. Mm Again, maybe I went overboard. Maybe our show went overboard <laughs> on proclaiming him too soon. Yeah. And I'll be the first to admit, it feels like he hit the sophomore wall or whatever <laughs> wall he hit. I have pounded my side of the table that you can't keep lining him up at linebacker. And then he even said on the same podcast in question with Von Miller, yeah. he said, well, it's trench warfare. I'm getting worn out in there. Sometimes I like to step back at linebacker because I can get a breather, right. you know, like. But Skip, he's still Skip. If you think about it, Skip, he's done something that only two other people have ever done: have at least thirteen sacks twice in their first two seasons. Yeah. Reggie White and Alden Smith. Okay. Now he's the third. So right. it's not like he's having a bad season. It's just that once that rookie season, the expectations. You start talking about LT in any defensive player. 
boy, you rate you up the ante, Skip, because everybody knows what LT is. And if you don't, just go Google his highlights and you'll find out. I got you. <laughs> I thought he could get to 20 sacks this year. I highly overestimated that unless he just goes crazy yeah. in his last three games, which he probably won't do. But he's sitting on 13 right now and Bosa leads with 15 and right. a half. So right now. Mike is sitting at fourth on the list, which is certainly no embarrassment. It's almost like Patrick Mahomes. You say, well, he had a quote-unquote off year, but it, look where our expectations were up here, and now he's down here. So he's fourth in sacks. So Both has passed him for defensive player of the year and betting sites. I, I'm afraid he's running away with it at this point because every time I turn on Bosa, he just leaps off my screen, and for the last three games – Micah, for whatever reason, has not leaped off my screen. So, what, he had one sack? Yeah, he had one in the first quarter. It came early on against Jacksonville. And I thought, okay, here we go, because six times in the previous 12 games, games, he had two. Mm -hmm. So, it it felt like he would feed off his own energy and get a second sack. At Jacksonville, he did get close a couple times. He had three quarterback hurries after that, or three total, I guess, Mm -hmm. but only one sack. So, the whole defense feeds off Micah Parsons' Correct. energy, his electricity, his, his impact. You can just see it. You, you just watch it on TV, and you see 11, and he's just pushing the pile. He's, he, he, he's exploding past people. They were. I was watching closely on Sunday. They did line him up at edge rusher most of the day. Remember, I got upset off the Green Bay game because only seven times out of 47 <laughs> snaps did he line up at edge run. Right. So 40 times he played linebacker, and then Jerry's explanation was, we thought they were going to run the ball. Yeah, they did. They ran but, it down your throat. But, but Mike is not known as a run no, stuffer, so I, it didn't. I don't even get what, what – so what's your point? Is it, so you put him at linebacker, and that's going to do exactly <laughs> what? Remember, Green Bay had 205 yards yes. rushing. Okay. Yes. So the, the point is that he's not been having – the 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 impact the the it, it's almost like nuclear impact that he has on the defense because once he gets cooking right. then everybody cooks in his you know they they sort of in his wake they they come after right. it so now I'm looking at the the sacks have fallen way off over the last three games it started with the Colts game right and and again they outscored the Colts thirty three to nothing in, in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and they were they they were annihilating Matt Ryan. But it wasn't Micah doing the annihilation, right. but they were double blocking him every time. Right. And so it opened lanes for everybody else. Right. And since then, the Texans just had their way with them and not much happened. And Jacksonville, except for the one Micah sack, and again, they came in as fifth best in pass protection, and they showed it. That- yeah, Skip, it's kind of like it's, it, there's something to be said. It's like when if uh, Andrew Wiggins hits a three or somebody else hits a three, it doesn't have That's the same true. significance I, I, like I, Steph Curry. I buy that. I do buy And that. so, yeah, guys getting a sack, but it's with Micah. It's just like something It's like a bomb goes off in that, that building. Correct. And everybody's just like, okay, we're, we're ready now. The big dog ate, now it's time for everybody. They're like piranhas. Once they sit that, that blood in the water and he starts it, yep. it's a frenzy. Okay. And so he's been, he's been kind of slow getting started yep. in their defense. Now you basically, I mean, you, uh, what, you didn't have any sacks against the Texans. You only had one against Jacksonville yeah. where you were getting three, four. You were turning people Six over. Or seven. Yeah, you were turning people over. So he, he's the, the starter. He's the igniter. If he gets going early. Okay. <sighs> the big dog has to eat yeah. on Saturday at Jerry World. He has to eat. This has to belong to him. Right. He basically called himself out when he called out Jalen Hurts. Right. And nobody's going to forget that in the Philly mm-hmm. locker room. So 
it's fine. You, you wrote a big check that now you have to cash. And I'm good with that because I think he's highly capable yeah. of cashing said check. But now we have the mysterious illness. In the COVID times we live in, right. I don't know if they are obligated. To, no, I don't, I don't think they, no they, they're not, they're okay. not under the same protocol, no. the testing protocol, no. Skip, as they had in 2020 so and early to, 2020. They don't have to declare mm-hmm. it because for a while people were saying he's ill, but it's non-COVID COVID, illness. Right. Well, the Cowboys didn't say anything about right. it. And I will remind everybody, Micah li- missed the, the, the Philadelphia-Dallas game last year with COVID. Right. Okay, well, is it possible he has COVID again? Because if he does, he I don't think he's going to be able to play. Right. Right? Yeah, I, I look at Michael. I, I, I look at Michael like a wide receiver. And a wide receiver, what you try to get him to do, Skip, you try to get him the ball early. They let him know they're engaged. That is true. If I'm an offensive coordinator, if I'm a defense, uh, offensive coordinator, I'm trying to neutralize him early. I want to get him frustrated. I'm like, damn, man, I can't get there. I'm going to make, sure make sure I know where 11 is. Yep. We're going to have two guys. Hey, backs. You to his side, yep. hit him in his ribs on your way out. Agreed. And yet the Eagles were the first team on that Sunday night at Philadelphia to say, hey, guess what? Just let him come. And you know what? We're going to trick him. We're going to take advantage <laughs> yeah. of him. We'll screen, we'll draw him. Yeah. We, we will. And we'll run option plays right at him. Yes. And we're going to make him make a choice. Do you want Jalen or do you want Miles Gainwell? <laughs> yeah. Whoever it is, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And it – it baffled him, right. and then it frustrated him that night because he was pretty quiet that night, and he was on skates all night, right? So I'm sure they will try to come at him again with lots of trickeration. Yeah. <clears throat> try to wear him down. That has been the strategy for a lot of opposing offenses lately. Hopefully Micah Parsons gets to feeling better. We'll find out when today's practice report comes out. All right, guys, let's talk a little MVP action now. Is that award Patrick Mahomes to lose? That's coming up after this break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, the MVP battle continues to go back and forth between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. According to Fox Bet Sportsbook, Hurts was the favorite for the past several weeks, but that was before injuring his shoulder. Now, Patrick Mahomes has taken the lead. Shannon, this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Should Patrick Mahomes be the favorite? I think so, Skip. Um, that's just the way it is. It's very unfortunate that... Um, that Jalen Hurts got injured. And we saw Carson Wentz go through something very similar. I believe he was going to win the MVP. He comes to L.A., he tears his knee, and and Brady ends up winning the MVP because at that point in time, he was 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions, and they had the best record in the NFL. So I believe he was well on his way to being the MVP. Um, It just happened, Skip. I remember in 2020, Patrick Mahomes was the front runner for the MVP. They beat the Falcons in week 16, 17, 14. They kind of struggled. And then the next week, because they had home field sewn up, he didn't play. And lo and behold, Aaron Rodgers, they beat the Titans. 40 to 14, he throws four touchdowns. Come back the following week, beat the breaks off the Bears, he throws another four touchdowns. So eight touchdowns, one pick later, he plays the final game. Mahomes sits, 
MVP goes to, yep, you guessed it, Aaron Rodgers. So that's just the way it is. It seems to me that the voters really punish his players that don't play the entire season. For whatever reason, Skip, it's like the man only missed one game. Yep. They make it seem like the man missed like seven or eight games. But and Ro- and Ro- I mean, uh, uh, Mahomes was 38 touchdowns, six picks, 4,700 yards. Mm-hmm. Rodgers was 48 touchdowns, five picks, 4,300 yards. Mm-hmm. Now through 14 games, Mahomes leads the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns, total touchdowns, yards per game, and QBR. Okay. And he's doing it without Tyreek. We see the numbers Tyreek's putting up. So they're like, well, man, if you interject, say, just say 800 of those yards, man, Patrick Mahomes is already at 4,300 yards. So I believe it's his, it's his MVP to lose now yep. because I believe with Jalen Hurts going to miss a game, maybe two, I think Patrick Mahomes in the lead right now because you see, Skip, and that pendulum swung huge because even before this injury, it was nipped up. I think Jalen Hurts was minus 130, Patrick Mahomes was plus 125. Yep. And when the injury happened, now Mahomes is minus 350 to plus 550. So that just goes to show you just how big the pendulum has swung. Yep. So Hurts, Allen, and I think Joe Burrow are all tied at plus 550. Okay. So help me out. Do okay. the hypothetical. Okay. What if – for whatever reason, Jalen Hurts convinces Nick Sirianni, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm a thousand percent ready to go. Let me do this. I, I want these guys. I want this stage. Okay. I want this game. Okay. And ultimately, I would like to win the MVP because who wouldn't want to win the MVP? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they want to win the Super Bowl yeah. far more than the MVP. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment. But what if he goes out mm-hmm. and he balls out mm-hmm. against the Dallas Cowboys with a whole lot of people watching? Okay. Would that vault him back in your book into the lead? Probably so. Okay. It, it, all, it all depends on, on, on how well he plays because, I skip, I, like I said, if you look at it from where he went in the Chicago game, it shrunk a little bit. The lead that he had, it shrunk because he, didn't, he wasn't playing particularly well. Yeah, he had the three touchdown rushes, but he had the two interceptions. And so he kept Chicago in the game, and Patrick Mahomes played a clean game, 36-41, the two touchdowns, and, the, and they end up winning the game. All beat against the Texans. The Texans. Yes. But, and and it's, another, it's almost like a Laker game. How did it go to overtime when you put up those kind of numbers? Well, you, you, you turn the ball all over twice yeah. and you have 10 penalties Fumbles. you let us yeah you let a team that you probably should be easily you leave them in the game and so that's why it came down to a situation like it did all right i have been telling you for a month i thought that jalen hurts was running away with mvp mm-hmm. because of his impact on that franchise that was nine and eight a year ago mm-hmm. <clears throat> all of a sudden is 13 and one in largest part because of that guy right he's their leader he's their playmaker that everything revolves around him. Mm-hmm. He is the driving force of this team on and off the field, even in the weight room, which most quarterbacks aren't the driving force in the right. weight room. He is. Yes, I agree. He has football character and backbone like nothing I've ever seen. So he has changed the face of that franchise. They follow him. They they want to run through the brick locker room wall for him. Okay. And Numbers-wise, he can't compete with the Star Wars offense that Mahomes is in or with his arm talent, obviously. He just can't. Right. But even though he's thrown 13 fewer touchdown passes, 35 to 22, Jalen has only thrown five interceptions. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. So it's it's 5 to 11 for Patrick. Mm -hmm. And then you have to tack on the fact 
that Jalen Hurts has the second most rush touchdowns in the whole league at any position to Jamal Williams of Detroit, who has 14. He's got 13. He has the second most touchdown, period. Okay, period. <laughs> Jamal Williams. Okay, all right. So if I add his 13 rush on his 22 throw touchdowns, all of a sudden it's 35. Patrick has 35 uh, passing has touchdowns. 38 but, total. But, but he has three rush touchdowns. Right. So he's just slight. If you do overall touchdown impact, he's three better than, right. than Jalen is. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then you look at the record. Well, we expect Kansas City to be about where they are, even though their defense is not great. He's been great. He's putting up big numbers. He did have the glitches at the end of the Colts game at Indianapolis and the, the Buffalo game at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. He threw game-ending interceptions. So, right. so I dock him for that. You docked Jalen for the two interceptions he threw in the first quarter at Chicago right. when it was high wind and low wind chill. It was three-degree wind chill. Right. Okay, so now we get down to the mysterious shoulder injury. I don't know what's going on because probably nobody but Jalen really knows what's going on in that shoulder right okay. now. But the play in question, as you know, it happened with a minute and 13 seconds left in the third quarter of a tight game. It's 17-13. And it's actually a pretty big game because it is their prelude game to the Dallas game. So you want to get to 13-1 going to Dallas so that you have a great shot at securing home field throughout Mm -hmm. the playoffs. Okay, so I showed this earlier. I'm going to show it one more time just to remind people who might not have been watching the game. He had just banged up his shoulder. He was writhing for a second on the frozen tundra of Soldier Field. And then he gets right back up, and they call a pass play, and he's like, I'm good to throw it. So here's the the next play after he hurt his shoulder. If we could see this, this is eight yards to Devontae Smith. He throws it just fine. It looks like Jalen. I don't know. It just looked like Jalen. He he didn't wince or say, I can't do that. And then the very next play after that, he rolled, oh, wait, I missed the one. He, he threw 12 yards to A.J., and then here we go again, and he's running with the football, so he's not afraid to, to take contact. This is still in the same drive. He's still going, and he's throwing um, six yards to A.J., and he's continuing to run it now. We're into the next series, and he's going to throw. This is He's going to run this one. Uh, the next one's to you know, that's Quez. A.J. Brown. Yeah, A.J. Okay, so, and then he ran for a first down. My point is, you can just see, we're just going all through the fourth quarter, and he's doing it, and he's doing it. Oh, now we're into the next series. Yeah. And, and that's to Quez. This, I think, another short one to Quez. And then now we're about to come up to the big throw of the game, and he's got the banged-up shoulder, but he goes, what is it, 68 Eight. yards? Yeah, 68 yards to A.J., and that sets up the touchdown that he's going to say, I got this. I got a banged up shoulder, but I got this. And then he runs the two-point conversion, and he's going to run it a little sort of off tackle. It was going to be a sneak. I think right. he said, I just got this over right. here. And boom, he, he puts them ahead 25 to 13. And then we just saw the last play. He, he closed right. it out. They, they were still in some trouble after a failed onside kick by the Bears. It's 25 to 20. And on third and six from the 40-yard line, he hits A.J. for 12 yards and pulls off the very play that Dallas failed to pull off twice at Jacksonville because Dallas had two chances to right. close the game right. and then go win the game right. with the field goal. And they have third downs, and it's miss-miss. Well, well Skip, uh, okay. uh, I, I don't believe it's going to be a runaway. I think Patrick Mahomes right now is the leader, but I don't think it'll be a runaway. I think it'll be a very close vote, so probably okay. like – 20, probably like 30, uh, uh, 30 right. to 17 or something okay. like that. And something, you know, All Burrow right. gets some votes. Obviously, Josh Allen gets some votes. He but the, the records, because if you look at Patrick Mahomes in 2020, he was 14 and 2. Aaron Rodgers was 13 and 3. Yeah. And like I, and I was telling you, Skip, it's not a whole. I, look, I, yeah, wins are wins. I mean, 16 and 1. 
but 14 and 3 isn't going to be a terrible. It's no, not going to be a no, terrible. And Patrick Mahomes, like I said, he's going to be over 5,000 yards and probably 40 touchdowns. Skip 5,000. And remember now, they took a big weapon away. Well, Jalen Hurst added one in AJ Brown. No, he did. And so the voters are looking I, like, I, but I got it. Because nobody thought Skip. Nobody thought Patrick Mahomes was going to put a beat. They'd like, okay, well he's going he's to hurt some. I mean, Tyreek. And he just told you it's going to look a lot different than it has in years past. Okay. But we're going to be just fine. All right. I still think that Jalen actually enhanced his MVP case in Chicago in, in a nip-tuck game that he bangs up his shoulder, and then right thereafter he goes 7 for 10 for 110 yards, and he carries the ball four more times for a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Well, given the fact that he did bang up his shoulder and they're making a big deal out of, right. out of how sprained it is or mm-hmm. whatever it is, it, you, you have to look back and say, well, God, that, that was pretty great yeah. because he secured that victory. He was the driving force even with the banged up shoulder, which raises the question, could he play on Saturday? Is he capable? He probably is capable. To your point, it's probably smart not to play him. Right. But if the MVP is riding on this game, which, which you say it would be, again, if I just do the hypothetical, if he has a big game and does play the full game at Dallas, I, I – I think he's back in the driver's seat. To me, but okay. At what cost? I got it. Okay, I, I can't. Look, I can't. Look, I like said. I know look, the MVP I, means a lot, but just right. imagine. All right. Which would you, let me but let me ask you this, Skip? Which would you rather have? Well, a regular season MVP no. or Super Bowl MVP? Okay. Well, obviously, you, you'd rather just have a Super Bowl period. Yes, but the hip, the, But if they win the Super Bowl, he's gonna be the MVP because he's gonna have to play. He's gonna have to play really, really well. Who else can get it? I'm thinking, could AJ get hey, it, I mean, maybe? But here's maybe. the thing, Skip. Normally, and I find it, it's really hard. Like, when you give a receiver, you give a receiver the MVP. Somebody had to throw him the ball. Yeah, no. Well, I know. Mean, I mean, Cooper Cup got yeah, it. Cooper right? Cup got it. Like, but, but, Skip, I think the thing was is that the clutch play that he made and then the game-winning touchdown. But if you'd have gave it to Matt, hell, if you'd have gave it to Aaron Donald, I wouldn't have been disappointed. Okay. And if you give it to Matt Stafford, I don't think anybody's arguing with but that. But you had a problem that, that, when they gave it to Amendola because you said Tom Brady could have. You mean to Edelman. Edelman, Edelman, yeah, Edelman, right, and, right. and the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Well, I because Brady pulled off. Which one? The, oh, yeah, no, against the, the Rams. Against the Rams, yeah. Yeah, thir- the 13 yeah, 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 okay, okay. Because I thought Stephon Gilmore could have gotten it. Well, he could have gotten it, but, but Brady pulled off another right. kind of mid-fourth right. quarter right. drive, and he had – Four or five big passes, some to Edelman. Deion Branch won it. Brady had a monster game against uh, uh, Carolina. I think that was a Carolina game. It was. Hines Ward won it, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like being through four. Okay. And he didn't throw the touchdown. Uh, Randall uh, Randall L. threw the touchdown. uh, I got it. But the point is, as much as you would value a Super Bowl trophy over an MVP, that doesn't dismiss the importance of the MVP. Oh, no, 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 no. Give me both since I got a chance to get both of them. Give me both. Hey, in in his heart of hearts, if you put Jalen on a lie detector right now. He ran out of the regular season MVP. Okay. No, he would love to get it. Yeah. That's that's Skip. The Super Bowl MVP is one game. One game. He's like, I was the best player for 17 games for an entire NFL season. Your boy was the best. Hey, it was was remarkable, too, (laughs) because they've they've been, again, they were 9-8 and a year ago. They're 13-1. to You have acknowledged them for a month as the best team in football. Yes, yes, yes. And he's the best player on the best team. Yeah. And I root for him even as a Cowboy fan just because I like him so right. much and I like the way he plays and I, I love the way he carries himself right. as a man. That's what I love. And, and Skip, nobody had Jalen Hurts winning the MVP no. when they drafted him. If Philly going to go lie and say, yeah, we thought, no. 
I mean, some guys, you're like, okay, Peyton Manning, you took Peyton Manning. You expect Peyton Manning. Skip, you took the man number one overall. Hey. He was the one of the most uh, t- uh, how did, uh, uh, prospects coming out of college. Uh, John Elway, things of that. Now, you expect that. I know. But Jalen Hurst was a second-round pick. He wasn't a great thrower of the football. He wasn't a natural thrower of the football. Yeah. But that man been in, went to the lab, hey. and he's gotten better and, and better, better and better. And you want to talk about resume? If when it's all said and done, you can look back and say, once upon a time, I won the MVP, MVP. of this league. It's just like Lamar. Lamar yeah. did that. Yeah, Skip, when, you have them, when they have them autograph signing, Skip, they want yeah. you to sign that thing. Jalen Hurts, MVP. MVP. <laughs> hey, you know, the, the inscription, Skip, they, you have to pay extra for inscription. <laughs> yeah, you man. Know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they had me sign what they want. Skip and Shannon, Undisputed, Club Shay Shay, Hall of Fame 2011, back-to-back Super Bowl. They wanted all my stuff. I'm like, dude, mm. do you want my Social Security no more here? Mm. And the cheapest one is Skip and Shannon, Undisputed. No, no, right? no, 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 they do have to pay for that. They have to pay for that, too. But it's all, all they wanted all that on a helmet. Hell, I'm like, hell, what kind of helmet do you think? <laughs> you got I don't a, know. You think got a NASCAR helmet? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's space. <laughs> I need to get myself one of those helmets. My, my trophy case is lacking. Guys, there's, there's a fabulous New York Times article about Jalen out right now. Born for the storm is the headline. Ooh, yep, we'll see that. if he can indeed go on Saturday. All right. Stay with us here on FS1. We've got much more Undisputed coming up right after this break. Steelers legend and Hall of Famer Franco Harris died overnight at the age of 72. Harris was the one who famously brought down the immaculate reception. That iconic play won the Steelers the AFC Divisional Playoff game against the Raiders. Shannon, a fellow Hall of Famer, how will you remember Franco Harris? Well, I think most people remember him as having one of the greatest plays in NFL history, the play that we just foreshadowed with the immaculate reception. But I kind of knew him on a more personal level, Skip, um, before I started you know, making Super Bowl appearances, the NFL would always bring a lot of the guys back and we'd go to the Super Bowl and we have appearances to make. And one of the first Super Bowls I went to, uh, Franco was there. He walks up to me. I knew, I absolutely knew who he was. This, you went, we, I went, as, I went, I went as, as, as a Hall of Famer? No, no, I was not a Hall of Famer okay. then, Skip. I think I was like my third year in the NFL. Okay. And the NFL it. would bring it. guys back yeah. and you'd have appearances, you know, a lot of stuff like the, uh, uh, NFL experience, mm-hmm. so which was big thing. You have card signings, and so you have endorsements where you go to corporations and speak and just have meet greets and things of that nature. So uh, I got up one morning, went down to the breakfast a- breakfast area uh, where all the uh, NFL, the athletes were were staying. Where was it? Do you remember? I think it might have been Atlanta. Okay. Because the first one I went to was the Cowboys. I hear at the Rose at the yep. uh, Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think it was Atlanta, and uh, I'm in there and I'm eating, and Franco walks up and he's like. Which, which one of the sharp? You're Sterling or Shannon? I'm like, bam, Frank, I'm, I'm Shannon. He's like, I thought so, but I wasn't sure. And so he sits down and we just started talking. Oh, now, he was my mom's favorite player. And if I, I, I was trying to get my, because it happened so, so early this morning that we got the news. Yep. I took my third grade picture in a 32 Steelers jersey Ooh. because he was my mom's favorite player. And so growing up, the Steelers were our favorite team because that was my mom and we had, my brother took his sixth grade picture in a Steelers jersey. So we were, we were matching. And so Franco, he was, man, he was such a great, every time, how your brother, how your family, he was just so nice. And a lot of times he would have his sister with him. And she was just, just as great as Franco. Went to Penn State, goes to Pittsburgh, so the roots are there. Win like they won four Super Bowls in six seasons, Skip. And then the Franco, because of the, the Italian heritage in the Pittsburgh area, the Franco's Italian Army. Mm. And they had their own song and everything, Skip. And, you know, the numbers, 
Skip, he was rushing for a thousand yards when he had fourteen games in the yep. season, and then he's second all time in yards and 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 the playoffs behind Emmitt Smith. But Skip, he's just he was just such a great great man, and Skip, they got a statue of Franco in the airport in Pittsburgh next to George Washington. Mm. They were planning on retiring his they were planning they're retiring his jersey this weekend, Skip, mm. at the game. Well, because we're to the fiftieth anniversary, 50th anniversary of, of the immaculate, immaculate reception. reception. Yep. But Skip. Look, I know what the, the player, he's in the Hall of Fame, and he had he was over 12,000 yards rushing, and he, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was a, a Super Bowl MVP. He was, Super Bowl nine MVP. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the man, I mean, you just had, I, I, and I know a lot of people got a chance to meet Franco because he was big in the community, Skip, uh, uh, giving out scholarships. Uh, what was the name of the, uh, the Pittsburgh Promise, which provides college scholarship to Pittsburgh yep. public school students. Mm-hmm. But, Skip, he was just such a great, humble Honest man, friendly, always had a smile on his face, never had a bad word to say. I don't think I've ever seen Franco not smile. Mm. Just goes to show you, but he was an unbelievable man, and I'm a better, better like I said, I'm better for having known him, having met him, and can consider him a friend. Those are great stories, and I had no idea about your mom in the 32 jersey. <laughs> yes, yes. And what what attracted her to to them to start with? I'm not I'm not even yeah. I'm not even sure. But you know, my mom went to uh, was in Chicago. She's been in Chicago since '62, yep. and so she's never been a Bears fan. Mm. Uh, she don't really like anything Chicago, but she does like Michael Jordan. Mm. Uh, and so I don't know why. She gravitated towards the Steelers and Franco, but Franco was her guy. The Steelers were her team, and all of a sudden it became because now we grew up, my mom, I mean my sister, my brother, and I, we rooted for the Steelers. And I think that's why I dislike the Cowboys because every time, a lot of times in the Super Bowl, that's who they were playing. As a Cowboy fan <laughs> and having covered those two Super Bowls back way back when in the 70s, mm-hmm. when they were vying for team of the decade. Yeah, I think it was 74, 75? 10 and 13 were the two Super Bowls. From a distance, I did not know Franco, obviously the way you did, I didn't know him at all, but he was the powerhouse of that team. Yes. And our man Terry Bradshaw was the quarterback, and, and that defense was about as loaded as the defense can be with Hall of Famers because yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah, Seems I mean, like- you, you, you'll never see that again, Skip. They no. drafted 10 Hall of Famers. So think about it. So you go into a game, and of your 22 starters, 10 of them are Hall of Famers. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. It's ridiculous. <laughs> And you would think it would have been a mismatch, but they were not mismatch games. No. They were down. Well, y'all had the Cowboys had like seven Hall of Famers. And I've told you before that Super Bowl thirteen at Miami was the greatest collection of football talent mm-hmm. I've ever seen on the same football field. Right. Because it was nine and whatever Pittsburgh's mm-hmm. was. It's just the most mm-hmm. Hall of Famers. Yeah, you will never see that again. You just you won't see it again. Yet rooting against the Steelers. The driving force to me was always Franco. Oh, yeah, because they were running team. They were running they football were, team, were running and team. that's why he made nine straight Pro Bowls, and that's how he was yeah. in Super Bowl and Super Bowl nine MVP. Yet when he ran with the football, he was listed at 6'2", 230, and it just seemed like he ran bigger than that. Mm-hmm. He was kind of Eric Dickerson before Eric yeah. Dickerson because he kind of ran high right. with the ball. But but he just looked bigger. He, right. He he he's looked, a big man. He's a, he a big man. He's a big man. But even when you saw him post career, yes. he's just yes. a big man. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And you mentioned his heritage, and and he had the the Italian army. <laughs> Italian because army. Because his father was stationed in Italy during World War II. Right. And it was the class, what they used to call a war bride, right. where he met his mom. Right. And she was. Full blown Italian. Italian, so she they got married and she came back right, with him right. to New Jersey, and voila, Franco happened, mm-hmm. 
And that's how he would get the name Franco Harris, which is a great, it's a cool name. Mm-hmm. So it, well, he called him, I think his name is Francisco. Yes. Francisco. Yes, Francisco. So out of, right out of Penn State, he's rookie of the year, nine straight Pro Bowls, had a great career, and then opened a bakery in Pittsburgh that was highly successful. Yes. And, and he, he actually owned and operated the bakery. Most of the guys, especially back then, Skip, all the, a lot of the Steelers stayed in Pittsburgh. You know, obviously Terry moved. I think Terry went to Texas and Oklahoma, yep. and so yep. he's. A, but a lot, of, a lot of those guys, like the Joe Greens, and a they lot did. of those guys, they stay, they stayed around there, and they're very, they, they're that, that team is very, very attached because yep. they they have a lot of things for them, and they go back all the time. Um, Mel Blunt, who's a good friend of mine, he grew up about thirty miles. He grew up in Lyons, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Glenville, Georgia, Tattano County, Toombs County, and so I ha- I knew who he was, and so. Going back, he's always there with the Cowboy Boots and Cowboys hat. But those guys are very, very – the Steelers team, Skip, are very, very close. When you go back, you would see Mel Blunt, you would see Franco, you would see uh, uh, Joe Green, and they would all be sitting at a table together eating. They were very, That was a very, very close team. But Franco, man, Frank, he was just – like I said, I mean, he's all, he always had a smile on his face. He was always in a great mood. And there was – I don't think – I don't think the NFL ever asked Franco to do something and he told him no. Yeah. I don't think the Hall of Fame ever asked Franco Harris to do something and he told him no because he was at he was, every, Hall of Fame, every Hall of Fame that I went back to and I haven't gone back in a while, he's there. And the, the Super Bowls, when I was going, he was always there. Mm. And um, as a matter of fact, Najee Harris just posted something that he left an event for the Steelers, Franco did, and came with him to a homeless shelter and passed out dinner. That, I think this was just last week that he posted that on his IG. And he thanked him for doing that. Mm. Again, from a distance, rooting against them, he was the spokesman for these teams. Mm-hmm. He, he was the one who, who sort of set the tone on and off the field right. for, for some of the greatest. Well, just as a dynasty, yeah. is, is there anything? I, I know the, no. the, you got the New England one. but Yeah, but New but England ain't going to have 10 Hall of Famers. Like, not like this. <laughs> no. I mean, you got a Hall of Fame center, Hall of Fame quarterback, two Hall of Fame receivers, a Hall of Fame running back. And then you got Joe Green, you got Mel Blunt, you got Ham, you got Lambert, and you got Donnie Shell. Oh. That's 10. Yeah. Your coach is in the Hall of Fame, and both of you are the owners are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And listen, your man, <laughs> Mel Blunt, uh, yeah. for, for my they changed money, the rules. hey, he was the most intimidating corner I have ever yeah. watched. He just man, in, in back in the day when yeah. you could do it, he just well they put the five, they put yeah. the five yard rule in because of him. That is, I true. mean, he was six four, about two hundred pounds, and he and he's a big man, and he was just taking the receivers. That'd be ten yards down the field, he throw him out of bounds. Isn't he like a literal cowboy? Yeah, like, yeah. Like he actually. I've, I've never seen my homeboy without a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. I've well, never I mean, ever he, seen. He literally runs yeah, a ranch, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, lions. Yeah, yeah. So used to he, have, I don't know if he still has. He used to have a boys' home. Yeah, uh, mom, but, over, but he over treated there. receivers like like it was a rodeo. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to throw you out of bounds. Yeah, he right? was. Yeah, he was. And they had a streak, Skip. I think they like in six years they had like five defensive players of the year. <laughs> so it was like him, Joe Green won it twice. I think Lambert. So they were just they were they were dominant. And Franco on the offensive side, like I said, Skip, eight one thousand eight one thousand yard receivers five uh, five times in a row mm. while playing fourteen game schedule. Mm. Rest in peace. Rest in free, Franco. Mm-hmm. That smile, man. Never forget it. It's an iconic legacy, guys. He will be very missed. He's survived by his wife, Dana, and his son, Doc. More Undisputed coming up right after this break. Let's get back to OBJ Watch, shall we? Jerry Jones says this week, no progress in the Cowboys signing Odell. Jerry also said, quote, every day diminishes our chances of going forward. Huh. A little bit different tone there. Shannon, 
What is going on here? Skip, this is the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. If I'm Jerry Jones, before the possibility of you signing Odell, what did you think your chances, your playoff chances were? If, 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 Odell didn't exi- if Odell didn't exist, what did you think Jerry think his playoff chances were? He thought he had a pretty good chance. He probably thought he had a chance to get to the Super Bowl. I don't see how signing or unsigning or not signing changes that. Especially okay. un- not signing him. All right. I don't think that changes him. But it just goes to show you, Skip, when you make a rash decision. Now, you see, if you'd have kept Amari Cooper, you wouldn't be in this predicament. No matter what you think about Amari Cooper, he's better than Noah Brown. <laughs> no matter, I don't get, 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 there's no way around yeah, but that. he's making $20 million. But, Skip, maybe go to him and ask him, though, okay, I don't, we don't see you as a $20 million guy. Would you be ready to do this? Okay, we'll give you a chance to get back to $20 million, yep. But we give you a base salary of this and the others being incentives. Mm. But when you just release the guy for a, a skip for a fifth-round pick, and then you see Ky- what Tyree goes for, and then A.J. Brown and all these other receivers, number one receivers go for. You mean to tell me you can only get a fifth-rounder? Because they know you wanted to get rid of him. So I say all that, Skip. If you sign Odell, you're going to put him on injury reserve. That means you put him on injury reserve, he's going to miss, miss at least a wild-card game. But the uncertainty, five weeks, he said, uh, Michael Parsons said he said five weeks, five weeks to do what? I'm ready to go, put the uniform on me, and let's get to work, or five weeks before I'm able to put the uniform on and go to practice. Uh, and I, I agree with Jerry. The longer this thing goes, Skip, the less likely it is he's going to be able to be on the team and contribute. And Jerry's already said, bro, I need you to make do at, at one play, at least one play mm-hmm. this season. So I think the, the, the likelihood of him signing, I agree with Jerry, is diminishing as the days go. T.Y. Hilton, they signed last week. He, didn't, did. he wasn't active. Nope. But Kellen Moore said the guy that showed up in December, he's picked up the system fairly well. That's what they said. I think it's going to be hard. Now, I'm going to be surprised. If he's not active this week, I don't see a scenario in which he's not active next week. Mm. That's T.Y. Hilton. This is classic vintage Jerry Jones. When he decides, he decides. And he decided that he loves Odell on and off the field. He wants him around. He wants to be able to hang with him, socialize with him, befriend him to the point of making Odell like a son to Jerry Jones. But Jerry also has some, even though he is the super salesman out there, he can sell oil in the Middle East to Jerry Jones. (laughs) But, But the point is, He's also got some bully in him in, a, in a, like a benign bully way where, where he just once he decides he's just going to just he, he's going to club you over the head with it. Like we are going to do this right now. He decided Odell is magic. Right. He decided that Odell can make one magical play to win one big game, be it the NFC championship game or dare I say, knock on wood, the Super Bowl. He decided he was worth the investment of a million or so bucks right, right now to say, come rehab on my dime with my people in our house. Get to know the fellas, get to know the way of our world and just hang with us and, and kind of get steeped in our tradition as you prepare mostly for next year. Right. But I need you to try to get ready for this year. Right. So the only real advantage to hell for Jerry is if, and I know it's a long shot, that Dallas gets to the NFC Championship game and Odell gets ready to play in the NFC Championship game. So I know for a fact, I was told Odell was extremely intrigued by all things Jerry and Dallas. I've said I believe he's born to play for the Dallas Cowboys at some point in his career. Okay. 
But Odell does not want to play this year because he's not ready to right. play. Exactly. Not here or not down there. Right. He's not ready. Right. It's not right. He, I, was, I was even told he's still walking with a little bit of a Limp. favorite. You know, he's favorite. It's mm-hmm. not ready. He's got a little hitch in his gear. Okay, up. just a little hitch. So Jerry is just like berating him in, in, in the Jerry, you know, over-enthusiastic way. Let's go. Let's do this right now because it would be a big signing. It would be a big bombshell story. We'd be talking about it for half the show. But here's the thing, yeah. though, Skip. Let's just say for the sake of argument, they do sign him. Yeah. And he doesn't play. Man, I mean, what was like all this promise is like. And then I know for a fact he asked Jerry, and he, you got to do this on a, on a handshake. Right. On a man-to-man. We just have our, our word is our bond. Jerry. I need you to take care of me once then we get through this year and we go into next year. Then I need a deal. Oh, no, no. I ain't okay. waiting. I don't want to follow that one here. Okay. Well, you got to <laughs> trust. And Jerry told him, I was told, you can trust me. I will take care of you next year with a long-term deal. Man, do you know how many people done been up in the lawyer's office talking about because they trusted them that they got before the judge? Do and they, got, they got before God and the minister. Uh, you got you. With these promises, me. I do. <laughs> these no promises, I me. do make. I, I got it, but Jerry has been known. Jerry's known to be a man okay. of his word. He, he if he tells you going to do something, you know to do it. And the other thing about Jerry is, once you become like a son, yes. it's till death do you part. Because you can you, you can retire as a Dallas Cowboy, and he will take care of. But you. But what if Odell have a John Q moment? All of a sudden, he doesn't shine this year. Yep. And then he goes into the offseason, and I need feeling good. And he has a John Q where he has a change of heart. All of a sudden, you know, somebody's offering him a little bit more than what Dallas get offered. Okay, because if, if you don't make this, quote, unquote, the deal. Uh, unwritten deal yeah. with Dallas, you, you can just go on the market. Right. And you can go wherever yeah. you want to go. exactly. And I'm assuming Odell's starting to lean back toward, maybe I should just wait a little bit here right. and see what's out there for me. I, I, Skip, I, I just think the thing for me, a million dollars is not as appealing to Odell. I, I get what he said, that what Jerry told him, that I'll be willing to take care of you at a later date and time. Yeah, I got it. But I think a million dollars is not yeah. as appealing to, I mean, it'd be appealing to me. Well, it's, it's, it's not chump change. No. no I, don't, I don't think it's chump change to Odell, but to your big picture point, no, it's not that big a deal <laughs> right. to him. Because what did he tell him? I want the bag. He told him, I want the bag. <laughs> and Jerry told him, I, I know, but you can rehab on my dime. Right. And right now he's rehabbing, I think, in Phoenix and L.A. Right. on his own dime. Right. And it's, as you know, it's not inexpensive to do. No. So that would be nice. And I think they wind and dined him. They took him to the Maverick game. And he got a little swept up in the emotion yeah. of every Dallas Cowboys <laughs> like saying, please, please, please right. come be with us. Mm-hmm. And yet, all of a sudden, the pressure is starting to mount on Odell to get ready for a possible NFC championship game. And it's very possible to me from a distance, if I can sort of read the tea leaves, that Odell slept on it one night and said, wait a second. What if they do get to the NFC Championship game and the whole locker room is saying, Odell, you ready? Because he's not going to be ready. No. Right? Mm-mm. And so Mm-mm. I don't know that he wanted the pressure from Jerry and Micah and D-Law and Dak and, you know, all of them just saying, Odell, get, go, go. You, yeah. We for, need you. For me, Skip, I, I would, in this situation, considering that I've had this, they've worked on this knee for the second time in they three have. years. Yep. Skip, I, I, I'm sorry, and I know it's a great opportunity. 
But I'm going to have to sit this one out until that thing's 100%. I ain't going to even lie to you, Skip. Okay. And, I, and I feel like if I come back now, not only am I putting pressure on myself to get there, I'm allowing them to put pressure on me to get there. That is so true. now I got pressure on two different sides trying to force me to be a place I might not be ready to be. Yep. And, uh, Skip, you know peer hey. pressure, mug. Hey, and listen. Jerry's force field, once you yeah. get inside of it. You got Jerry. You got your teammates because that's what happened. Hey, bro, you going to be ready to go? Because I've been there. Hey, I've been in that, I've been in that treatment room. Hey, I know, hey, I bet I ain't even worried about it. I already know Sean's going to be there. The lights come on. Sean's going to be ready. And you're Mike, like, wait a second. Uh, I bet, bro. Yep. No. Yeah, oh, Mike comes down there. Hey, 84, we got you in the game plan this week. <laughs> they'll, be asking, they'll be gassing me. I'm like, what? For real? Yeah, yeah. You took a look at the game plan? Yeah. I'm like, no, I ain't seen it yet. Oh, yeah, uh. you might better take a look at that thing. We going to need. <laughs> That's what Odell's thinking right now. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to be part of this. So, they, yeah. they, they, hey, that peer pressure, man, I'm telling you. Yep. That's what's happening. It's a very real thing, guys. <laughs> he has been spending a lot of time in Phoenix hanging out with Devin Booker, as a matter of fact. They're besties now. All right, guys, moving on. Did Brady take all the responsibility for the Buccaneers' latest loss to the Cincinnati Bengals? Skip and Shannon dive into that one on the other side of this no. break. came up short 34 to 23 to the Bengals last week. Tom Brady said on the Let's Go podcast, it was a rough day and quote, you can't win when the quarterback turns it over four times. And that's on me. Shannon, any problem with Brady saying this? <laughs> no believe Tom. Duh. <laughs> Tom knows he played back. No, no, see, I don't need somebody going third person. Mm. I need you to say, not the quarterback, I need you to say, we can't win when I play. Mm. Tom well, Brady. He, he did say me. No, 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 no. Right. After, so what did he say first? Go back and read what he said <laughs> the first. quarterback. Huh? Yeah. He said we can't mm. win with the quarterback. Who the quarterback? Mm. You, the quarterback have a name? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, hey, hey, mm. I need to hear him say Tom. I need him to say I. I like first person. Mm. And don't, don't do that third person thing. You, I don't know the third person. I don't know who that is. I know you. Tom Brady, Thomas Edward Patrick, Patrick Brady, Brady Jr. Jr. Yeah. I need him to give me five names. That's what I want him to say. Yeah. He's been playing like junior. Yeah. Right? Hey, hey when he, he's been playing like senior. I believe senior <laughs> oh, could have played senior better. Senior could have played better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Skip, that look, the Bucs had a 17-point lead. They did. Brady was the reason why. That is correct. But with they, four turnovers, most since uh, 2011, yep. all in the second half, four consecutive drives, three of them gave the, uh, uh, Cincinnati the ball in that territory. Mm. Three quick scores, and what was a 17-point lead, all of a sudden came a deficit, and now they go score 34 unanswered points. Mm. Thanks to you. Thanks to the quarterback. That is Even true. though I don't know who the quarterback is, but thanks to the mm. Bucs quarterback. You know who he is. Now the who? <laughs> now the, you, you know his name? The yeah, quarterback. He's number 12. Okay, what did they be? It's such a big name that he's the greatest to ever played the he, position. Yes. Okay. This poor man, I feel like you, you want him to get down on his knees and beg the world for forgiveness for how he stunk up the third quarter because it was all-time stinker. What do you mean, yeah. the third quarter? What about the San Francisco game? Do you well, stake okay. that one up too? All right, but that's the best defense in pro football, I believe. And on back-to-back -back weeks, the schedule makers 
threw you into at San Francisco against that defense and then back home against the Cincinnati defense, I think is the best in the AFC, and certainly their team is the best right now in the AFC. Think about how you Correct? start think about how you start started your point off. Okay. You say this is man of the greatest, maybe the greatest football player, the okay. greatest quarterback ever. And now you're talking about he going to the best team. Uh, he should be able to walk through San Francisco. Okay. Look, I give you all of your points on this past Sunday because the the irony, the shock of, of, of what happened was I'm pretty sure he played his best half in the first half against a really good football team that he had unwittingly or purposely yeah. called out, yeah. called a fairly tough defense, yeah. and I called him out. I said, you can't do that. Yeah. They're too good. Right. DJ Reader is, to me, he's up there in that Aaron Donald plateau yeah. somewhere. He can really – impact of football. Well, I think the thing is sometimes, Kid, when you look at a defense and they don't got big names, <laughs> you, you're like, oh, they, they're fairly really tough. tough. Well, they took it personally. Yeah, and of they course they should have. Except he, he rose above that in the first half. He goes 17-23 for almost 200 yards mm-hmm. in the first half. He has not played a better half, meaningful half, I, because you, the, you can do the Kansas City game we talked about. Right. Well, it's they, they fell behind 21-3. to Okay, he's going to throw it every down. He's going to throw for 385 and three touchdowns, but it's all – Way behind, right. catch up, mm-hmm. empty calories, right? Okay. Yep. So here, here we go with Sunday, and, and he shocked me twice. He shocked me with how well he and his offense function in the first half because it's 17 to zip until late in the half, and they tack on a, a three, three at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's 17 to three. Then he comes out in the third quarter, and, and again, Gio had one. I don't even know what Gio was thinking. He, he wasn't thinking he gets hit in the face mask with a fake punt. Mm-hmm. So that opens the door, and all of a sudden, Tom Brady falls through the door with not one or two. He, he turns it over. It's, it's not quite all in the third quarter, but it's close to right. all in one quarter. But it's quarter. consecutive, it's consecutive it's, it's, possessions. It's, it's, it's bam, 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 bam. Four times. <clears throat> so he comes into the game. One thing he had not done, he, he had not done a lot of good, but he hadn't done a lot of bad this year. So going into the game, he had five interceptions. That, that's decent when you, you're leading the league yeah, in attempts. Yes, okay? yes, that's yes. That's decent. And when you're dropping back that many times, he had only lost two fumbles going into the game. And that's why he said after the game, and I'll give him this, that it was uncharacteristic because he's not been a fumbler in his career, no. okay? And he hasn't been a huge interception thrower, obviously, in his career. And then all of a sudden, this happens? So he tries to force one into Cameron Bright. It's just a bad idea because that kid, Trey Flowers, is six feet, four inches tall, right. and he's a cornerback who often covers the tight end, especially right. if, if they do Shannon Sharp split right, out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, th- then he's going to take him. Right. And he's 6'4", and he went octopus, and he just sna- just snatches it right <laughs> off the ground. And then, you know, the the, fum- the, the DJ Reader gets him. Well, he's going to get a lot right. of people, but you better be careful right. if he's around because he is going to dislodge the football. Right. And then the handoff, it's, it's just like you're not locked in. You're not focused because Brady just loses the handle on the ball, right. which required. Before he puts the ball in his yeah. belly, he was no, losing he, it. He lost it. And then Leonard, what, what can he do? Yeah. I, he's he's got to like to try to catch it, to hold it before he, he right. runs with it. And you know the rest of that story. And then he gets blasted in the pocket and the ball goes straight up in the air and it gets intercepted. And it goes one, two, three, four, game over. Right. Because Joe Burrow ain't going to miss on these. Right. He is going to cash, 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 right. cash. And so Brady knows it. And he so he was the reason they were ahead of, you could argue, that that's that's the hottest team in pro football I'll right now. I'll give you that. Okay. 17 to nothing up on that team. And then you, of all people, are the reason 
that, that you self-destruct, mm -hmm. you, you did it all. And they're all, it's, it's like self-destruction. It's not bad breaks. It's just like, no, no, and, and, you and, did. And, and what happens, Skip, is because it's happened with so quickness, the defense doesn't have a chance to gather themselves yep. where they could possibly, like, if you had been driving the ball and, you know, gave you, giving your defense a break, maybe they have some, some, some energy to sustain, but it happens so quick. You give up a touchdown, the next thing they know, uh, two plays later, they're back on the field. They're like, bro, we just... Yeah. Okay. So, of, of all the arguments we've had about Tom Brady and how the locker room is looking at him, this would be the first time I believe that in the postgame locker room, if I'm Levante or Devin the White, I'm, I'm looking sideways at each other saying, oh, he, can, can he, hey, he hey, still got it? hey, well, what just happened? Mm -hmm. Hey, we, we were doing okay for yeah. a while, and then he did that? Because, Kim, anytime – Something out of the ordinary. Yep. And that's very out of the ordinary for him. <laughs> like I said, you got to go back to 2011. The guy turns the ball over that many times. <sighs> so that's over a decade. Yeah. And so you're like, well, damn. And Skip, I don't care what anybody says. It creeps in his mind also. It does. Can I, 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 can you, I still do better, this at this level? You better believe that. Because I don't yep. want him, you know, hey, throw up, you know, having 250 yards. and Tom Brady did not come back to lose eight games. I can not. assure you of that. Mm -mm. Nope. <laughs> and yet he's thinking, wait a minute. How did I do that in the first half, and then I did that in the third quarter? Right. Who who am I? What what did I? What just happened? Right? He's a combination of both. Yeah. He can play he really good in spurts, and then he can play really bad. In really bad. Well, his next matchup, his next challenge comes Christmas night, guys. A prime time game. Oh, he should be able to throw for like four hundred on them. You think so? I don't know. Buda Baker. Ooh, Man, I Red, like the prediction. Red, Red just beat him. Strong words. Mm, I hope you never are. know. All right, guys, we got to move on. Let's talk a little NBA. Did we get our first sign that KD and Steph are reuniting? <laughs> We're going to tell you what's going on. That's next on Undisputed. Kevin Durant hosted a star-studded holiday party this past Sunday and reportedly got to catch up with Steph Curry there. According to the report, quote, both Kevin and Steph embraced and got to chat and catch up. They were very happy seeing each other and had some quiet alone time, too. Hmm, let the rumor mill begin. <laughs> Shannon, what do you read into this? I'm not reading too much. Um, uh, it's reported, uh, well, you know, we talked about it. Rich Kleiman and uh, KD, his, Rich Kleiman is KD's uh, longtime business manager. Yep. Um, they had a party, um, and Steph was in town. I guess they were getting ready for the Knicks, yep. which they got blown out last night. Yep. And uh, he was able to attend the party. We know they asked uh, Steph after he won the championship. It was in Rolling Stones when mm -hmm. Kevin Durant had requested that he, you know, be traded. Steph said he'd be welcome the opportunity to play with Kevin that. Durant again. Yep. He said, but you got to be realistic. What does that actually look like? Now, he's not willing to throw his teammates that he just won no. a championship under the bus. Like, oh, yeah, they need to do that deal. Because he understands anytime you talk about these stars and they say something, the current guys on the team are like, well, damn, we just won a championship with you. It's Steph. And, bro, you tried to get rid of us to get KD. Yep. So I, I've always thought they had a very good relationship. Um, I, I think sometimes, Skip, <clears throat> When we're in a situation, maybe KD, when KD was at Golden State, maybe he didn't realize how good it was. I agree. And then he goes and he goes to Brooklyn and he sees the chaos and the way they practice and they don't do things quite like he was used to at Golden State. Yep. And he has a problem. That's why grass is not always green on the other side. Okay. Because a lot of times that grass is so green, they water it, they fertilize it, they tend to it. Mm -hmm. And so do I believe he would welcome the opportunity to go back to Golden State, Skip? I do. I do. Okay. Because – 
he wants to win a championship. And maybe, you know, outside of Golden State, it's not doable there. Mm-hmm. I mean, although they're playing really well currently right now in Brooklyn, and people are starting to, you know, I see the odds start to creep up NBA championship. Now, all of a sudden, I think they're like fifth or sixth. I, I need to see him beat somebody. <laughs> but look, you were the first to make the point that KD goes to Golden State and, and he's back-to-back finals MVPs, and it's like, hey, hey, d- me? And, and, and they run right past him and hug uh, Steph. That's correct. <laughs> and Dub Nation is saying, no, he's our guy yeah. because he's homegrown. Right. You, you came in out of nowhere, right? right? Yep. You shocked everybody yes. by, by yes. coming here. Yes. And you did great, but, but you're never, ever going to be that guy here. Right. And you don't think that rankled KD? You don't sure, think that ate at him? Yeah. And, and he's like, do you, do you know who we I am? We all want to be loved, Skip. At the end of the day, we want to be okay. loved. We want to be appreciated. Right. And he's like, hold on, bro. Did y'all see what I just did? I just gave y'all two championships because y'all wouldn't beat that team without me. That is correct. Yet, Steph contributed, obviously. He, he's just beloved. And, yeah. And, and he's, he, he's just always, you know, Kevin's got sourpuss in him. I don't care what you say. And, and he, he's always biting the hand that feeds him. He's always on the media. You guys don't know right. bleep about basketball, right. that sort of thing. And to, to Steph's credit, he never says the wrong thing. No. He always says the right thing, and he always does the right, right. thing, right? Yeah, I think, I think it also helps Skip that he had a dad that played in the he NBA, did. and he understood he was always around it. And, yep. you know, even though he was very young, he's like, okay, this is what's expected of the yep. guys that are really, really good superstars. This yep. is the way you must conduct yourself. Yep. Uh, the only thing I'm upset about is that I didn't get no invite, Katie. Katie, I mean, uh-huh. I like parties. I mean, I like to go uh-huh. have a couple of drinks. We could talk. Yeah, but you live in L.A. This was what they got to do with anything. They got planes. You ever heard of an airplane? Yeah, we have shows every morning. And you, you could do it remote. Yeah. You know what? If when you, you could have gotten invited to that party, we could have done that show yeah, remote. See? Because you could have been our insider at the party, <laughs> right? I'm sure they're not going to be talking business in front of me. They're going to be like, hey, Ugh, how you doing? Thanks well, for coming said by. The, the two of them huddled one-on-one yeah. for a while because I, I, Kevin is over-emotionally, overreacts to everything, but then – he gets away from it. Yeah. It's like, wait a second. Yeah, I, I think you know, deep, I still believe. I just think he's a great guy. I just think sometimes he like, he's like, guys, why y'all, why y'all attacking me? I play beautiful basketball. I don't bother nobody. Y'all don't see me in the tabloids out here with no. this and doing all that. No. And y'all still try to find ways to take shots at me. No. I do. I think he's. I think he's a great guy. Is he, he, does he get sensitive about something? Sure. I think, but we all do. <laughs> I think we all can have a moment where somebody says something, says something at the right time, uh, the wrong okay. time. Yeah. And all of a sudden. We get in our feelings. Yeah, even if they said for the right reason at the wrong time, yes, it's, it's yes. going to work. So do I think KD would welcome reuniting with Steph? Yeah. I, I do because yeah. he misses the beautiful basketball, the culture, he the likes stability, the structure. the structure of it. I agree. What he wanted, what he tried to get Steve Kerr to do, Steve was un- – but I, I would think that, Steve, you were there. You saw the way they ran it. That was – I mean – I don't know how else who he was under, but normally, yeah. Skip, what happens is that whoever you learn up under, you take that style. Okay. I guarantee you Kirby Smart does a lot of things at Georgia, just like Nick Saban did at Alabama. Sure I'm sure he does. Yeah, in the end, Kevin just started a new four-year deal, so any reuniting would require a trade. And how are you going to pull that off? And, and consider the way those guys are playing, yep. I don't want them now. <laughs> you, you see the way Kaminga and Moo, I don't want them. You give me Jordan, I'm going to need Jordan Poole. Yeah. Uh, not about it. That's like okay, but the problem is it's Kevin bleeping Durant, and it's hard to replace it. It is. That's why Joe Sy said, I'm sorry, you're going to stay here. And then plus, Skip, the luxury tax. Yeah. I mean, they already talk about it. They, they trying to, you know. Yeah. And, and Steve Kerr said, look, we knew one day this thing going to come to an end. Either this year or next year, it's coming to an end. Yeah. 
There it is. And it's like, well, before it comes to the end, can we get another championship or two? <laughs> and he would greatly increase your chance <laughs> of getting another championship or two if you put it. Would he? Man, yep. you, the way Steph is playing yep. and the way KD is still giving you 30 on the efficiency in which he's doing it. Yeah, and they've made peace with each other now. Yeah. Yep. Man. Yeah. I don't, I don't, Skip, I don't think ever, they Shane, ever I had, like... I like the idea of you as a social correspondent. Yeah, you know, your boy, hey, your boy like things like that, Katie. Okay. Oh, I see you covering the party scene. Yeah. <laughs> your your next you what, career, your third The next iteration. person that has a party don't invite me is going to be Trump. He's going to be smoking the city. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. right there. All right. <laughs> Guys, let's talk a little LeBron. The Lakers, are they going to get back on the Uh-oh. winning track tonight? We might the do that tonight. We might do that tonight. That's next. <laughs> The Lakers, six-point underdogs on the road against the Kings tonight. Shannon, will LeBron lead the Lakers to an upset win? Nah, we ain't got Russ. Uh, I mean, we ain't got AD. Russ is probably not going to play. Mm. Austin Reeves. Uh, the Kings are really good. At one point in time, they was, they was leading the West. Fell on yep. a little hard times right now. I, I'm going to say no, Skip. Mm. I, I don't think I don't think. You does. don't think they can do it, really? Mm-mm. They're six-point dogs at Sacramento. Yeah. Sacramento just lost at home to Charlotte. Yeah, but you know what? Everybody played hard against the, the, mm. the Lakers. They watch mm. uh, uh, De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox. Fox. Well, he, 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 when they played at L.A. Yeah, 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 you remember? The, yeah, exactly. He had 32 and, what was it, uh, 12 assists. And then the, wow. uh, Sabonis. Sabonis so oh. is having an all-star type season. He should huh. make the all-star team. Wow. Well, the king is the king. He should be able to get by the kings, you, right? You see what happened? Uh, Brady's still the king, right? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You see? Slowing down. Everybody's slowing the, the, down. The impact yep. is not what it once was. He still can get – he still probably get you 35, 8, and 7. Well, he probably will. But will the impact be there? We need a lot of walkers coming here. Guys, we are out of time. Great show. We'll be back tomorrow. 